0: How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke And I'm Jay. And, and I'm listening- back. Whoa. Excuse me, you interrupted my introduction. I'm sorry. You're listening <laughs> to the Cinema Sideshow podcast, episode 37. Seven? I don't know. 47. Who's keeping count? It 30- is 37. It is 37. It's 37. It is 37. It's your show. Um, we we Jesse, probably thank checked. you for uh, interrupting... Me yeah. in my intro. Yeah, I'm completely sorry. throwing off the vibes of the room.
1: That's what I like I to do. That's what I've been doing ever since I first, you know, appeared yeah. on this show. Your I've been, spot. you know, shaking things up a yeah. little bit. Clearly don't
0: understand what comedic timing is. Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Which I'm sure we'll play later in the, the show as we yeah. talk about our film of the week. But firstly, <laughs> hi guys, what have Hello. we been up to? How <laughs> What have we been watching? I'm sorry. What do you want, Jay?
2: I'm on Team America, boy. Um, sorry, can you please repeat the questions? <laughs> I
0: said, uh, "How have you been?" Which I'm very confused because now you're in Team America, which I'm not sure what that means. You, you're in Team America? No, like, like you I talk, you America.
1: You know, I've never watched that movie. Jason you're insane. America. I've seen like bits and bobs of it,
0: but not. You're insane, it. dude. You haven't yeah. seen it. That's the South Park guys, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow. Yeah, the first and time it. I watched Team America, I was channel surfing at like four in the morning in my room. I yeah. had TV in my room at the time, and I, <laughs> I was channel surfing, and the next thing I see on the screen is a puppet just throwing up on the floor <laughs> for like three <laughs> minutes straight. And I was like, "What am I watching?" You
0: and play. then yeah, that was my introduction. Well, I like how it looks like the Thunderbirds. Yeah, that's mm. what that's what I get.
1: One of the most controversial parts of that movie is the fact that it came out what, like, two or three years after 9-11? eleven and I the think whole movie too, yeah. is about like terrorism and stuff <laughs> like that. And you're yeah. just like, "How did this get released?" The, the, the <laughs> like... South Park
0: guys have like pretty good timing, don't they? That's the yeah. yeah. Mm. That's why their show was so successful. It's because every episode is so mm. relevant to the. Context of the and time, and even
1: to an extent, they also predicted some things. I remember. Do you remember a couple of years ago? I think it was in 2014 or 15 when they had those Paris attacks. Mm. Well, literally in Team America: World Police, there's a scene where there's like this terrorist attack happening in Paris. Oh, and, I, remember like, I remember that. I remember that scene. That scene resurfaced when the terror attacks happened, and it was like, oh boy, like they actually like predicted
0: this. It's, it's oh, no. it's but, yeah, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was pretty hectic. Yeah, almost ahead of the its Simpsons. time. The of <laughs> on that though, uh, what what movies have you boys watched this week other than the film that we'll be talking about later mm. in the show?
2: Um, not much for me. I mean, very knackered, letting the team down, mate. letting no. the team down. No, oh. I've been really good the last few weeks, and now I'm like, I've had to, I've had too much on. I caught a film this morning though, which is very very much relevant to mm. the film of the week. Ooh. I watched Taxi Driver for the first time yes. ever. It's pretty
0: crazy. See, I watched the film of the week. And taxi driver also in close succession to each other mm. about a year ago. And then I had to revisit I actually revisited both also in the last week. Uh, so I need I to a, oh, revisit it.
1: It's been too long since I've seen it. I saw it once uh, a couple of years ago and I was like, Oh yeah, this is pretty good. But Ta- I think
0: uh-huh. it has one of my favorite uh uh non non diegetic or diegetic to non diegetic music cues oh, in yeah? a film. Like Which ever. one's that? Um Late for the Sky. That scene where he's sitting there watching mm. the TV, gotcha, gotcha, and that song that's playing—it's uh, literally it's like the perfect song to play, and it's it, yeah. I think it's hallmarked as one of the best sort of like music cues in a film. That well, is a surprise yeah. scene because yeah. it, it, it yeah. obviously like heavily alludes to the loneliness side and what he's about to do and what he's going on to do, and yeah. like sort of everything going on in his head without him saying anything. And like the camera's like slowly pulling out from the the TV and then pushing into him, and it's so good.
2: It's just, it interests me that film because um I've I purposely knew very little about it going. I just always you know from like the iconography and stuff that I've seen, I always just imagine it was a very contained film about this taxi driver and just goes
1: crazy sort of thing. So I was very pleasantly surprised at how much deeper the film gets.
0: From yeah, that. very yeah. good.
1: And um, yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I'm planning on watching this week leading up to the release of Joker, uh, <coughs> the movie You Were Never Really Here, which I've seen mm. twice already and I want to watch it again. I've, I've got it on Blu-ray. It's more or less a, a an homage to Taxi Driver. It's like there's right, very okay. n- similar narrative beats. Um, yeah, no, that, that Is movie's... Is that the...
0: Funny. I'm trying to remember that one. Is that the one with, like, Mark Strong and stuff like that? No, it's got Walking uh, Phoenix, Joaquin yeah? Phoenix, yeah. directed mm.
1: by Lynn Ramsey, who did We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, I've seen seen that. that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but it's on my list of things I need to watch. I remember
2: my mum reading the book for that before it became a movie. It's a book. Yeah, it was a book originally, and then um, I remember my mum reading it. We're like at a park, and she wasn't reading it to me. Yeah, but like she would explain certain ex. Like, there's a part about like the kid ruining like a paint job in a room or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just always fascinating. And then the movie came out. We're like, oh, we have to watch this together, sort of thing. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. 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 I was too young to like to give you an honest review sort of thing. <laughs> you know when you watch movies when you're like five and you're like... Yeah. You watch it when you were five? No, I mean, in, I mean <laughs> in general. Like when you watch a film, you're too young to know if it's good. I was yeah, to, yeah, I was talking, to, I was talking to Damien the other day. And we were talking about Devil. And, nope. and, and no?
0: Nope.
2: Haven't it's um, bloody... What's his name? Bloody Shia... Bloody... Shia LaBeouf? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Actual cannibal Shia Oh, no, M. Night. Um, Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which he did in like 2010. And and he's like, is it any good? And I was like, I oh, don't know. It's like I've seen it ten times. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, I'll like like list the you know?
0: yeah, mm. movies you watch when you even when you're only like twelve or thirteen and you just like you enjoy them at the time but you don't really know why.
2: Mm. Yeah, exactly. We're not analysing it to the same exactly. to the same level, mm. but um, no, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the 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 soundtrack because I actually really do love the soundtrack for it's really good Taxi yeah. Driver. I love um
0: Jackson I, I, that's Jackson Brown's song, Let this guy
2: I noticed that in the credits, I was like, ah,
0: my boy, my we're, boy, right there, wearing his shirt right now. <laughs>
2: it did it did irk me a little because I loved like the, all the jazz stuff that they do, but then mm. there's one specific cue that they repeat like 20 times throughout the film, and I'm just like, give it up, mate, come on. Yeah. It's okay. a side of just That's like the... It's like Dog Tooth almost. You know, it has like... No, sorry, not Dog Tooth. Um, lobster. Oh, yeah, It's got yeah. the same
0: musical cue yeah, over and over yeah, and over, yeah. and, over yeah. and over again. I like it's his third film or something like that, Taxi Driver. It's very early, yeah. It's not first... Um, and I know yeah, I room, <laughs> no, I so. had it
2: open before. I actually, did Are you mean um, to say it's
0: his directorial uh, debut? It
2: it's it. definitely not. It's it's. He ended he, up doing a doco. He had a
0: lot of movies in that that period from like mm. seventy five to eighty. Where well, he I know he, like he wanted to do four. more doco after like Raging Bull and stuff like he that. He did. He did. And, um, um, he did the Last Waltz. So he did mm. the the band's last uh, performance, and they had like all oh, okay. these huge yeah. folk singers come in. Yeah, it's a really good doco. That's awesome. Sort of like. It was, like, a one-night-only concert where, like, Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell. I like
2: how if you go on Scorsese's um, Wikipedia page, it comes up with his list of favourite films before his (laughs) list of his own films. Because I know his debut was, like, I Call First. I think that was, like, the alternate title to it. I'm trying to find the actual, like, the original title for it. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy the movie? This is it. What, Taxi Driver? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I thought the music was really great, and I love how deep everything got. Um, And, of course...
0: um, uh, De Niro is excellent in it. I think he's better in that than he is in Raging Bull. I think mm-hmm. I enjoy that film more than Raging Bull. It's just fair. Just I haven't seen Raging Bull. Ooh,
2: <laughs> I haven't either. It's okay. I, also, <laughs> like, that's got
0: a really young Jodie Foster in it, Taxi Driver. She's the uh, yeah, no, she's yeah. the twelve-year-old prostitute, yeah.
2: which surprised me because I saw her name in the opening credits. I was like, oh, and then it took me. It took me a while. For me to click, I was like, Oh shit, no, that's her right yeah. there. Yeah, when they were at the diner yeah, having yeah. breakfast. I was like, Oh shit, because her voice. Mm. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's bold. Yeah. She's very young. <laughs> and I read I did read a bit about it because she talks about that she was a little uncomfortable with it all. And there was a whole process for I think it was like it was like like the city council or something like that mm. who had to make her go through this whole like um kind of psychotic testing. Before she was allowed mm-hmm. to do, it. and then her old sister would stand in for some of the more like explicit stuff, and mm. it was really yeah. interesting. They talked specifically about the actual the the big shootout at the end because she has to be there for the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. she was explaining how it helped her to see all the blocking and all the technical side of it, all the planning, and that yeah. helped her like kind of get through the actual shooting of it.
0: So yeah, I mean it's quite interesting. It it. it... Adds to that movie so much, though. Mm, like it adds yeah. to the film so much that she's so young. Yeah. Like if, I mean, you still would have got a really good effect if if her character was you know seventeen or eighteen, but it wouldn't be as profound and yeah, as exactly. gritty and as gross. No, it's just,
1: it just
2: it really punches. And it's kind of I mean Natalie Portman is a similar thing, eh? Yeah. She started pretty young and had to do
0: some like like adult films. She's in stuff a like that. Heat. She's the kid in Heat. Um, Al Pacino's like. Oh, I,
1: uh, I haven't seen her
0: <laughs> She like cuts herself in that movie. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, is she in V for
2: Vendetta is that her? Yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she's cool. a lot
0: older. Than that. Yeah, she's a bit older than that. Oh, okay, they there's have, one I think out, like you know... 2009 oh, was it, or 11. Or was that like a Lolita thing? Was that Lolita? Yeah, was that her? I don't know.
1: I
2: have no clue. Fact check it. <laughs> Let's fact check it. We got laptops. And phones. um. But yeah. No, I just, I love the world building as well. Mm. That was probably my favourite thing of like, they really do establish like how horribly disgusting this city is. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, a bit, like it's so well done. I love That's that. Why there's
0: so many films out there that are, like, homage it. Mm. And like, because of the effect that film had on some yeah. other films. It's just like,
1: gritty and grimy mm. and just...
0: Disgusting
1: around well, every corner. What am I why
2: are you staring at, like into my soul when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> he's just staring right at me. He's like, It's dirty and dark. And my favorite homage actually was a breaking Bad one, it's a very overt breaking Bad one where um where De Niro's uh, dealing with the gunsmith dude and he's buying the the guns. Mm. And that's very clearly that season four scene when Walt goes to buy a gun from Blacksmith and he also buys a snub thirty eight or thirty-eight snub. Exact yep. same gun. So mm. I was like, there you go. Nice. But, um, that was the one I caught. Speaking like, of
0: Breaking Bad,
2: mm. the El Camino
0: trailer dropped Ooh. in the last week. Oh, the,
2: the proper one, yeah. The proper
0: one. Uh, boys, we've all watched Breaking Bad here. Uh, Have we not? Uh, no. What? I've seen one episode. No. You're insane. The
1: first episode. <laughs> You're and insane. And you didn't want to watch
0: more after the first episode? I had to watch
1: it in one of my classes.
0: And what did you think That's of a good class? I thought
1: it was really good, and I just never got around to actually it watch it. You're insane. one
0: of the best openings to a show. like mm. I think I just... It's ne- up there with the Lost opening.
1: I just never had like access to it when it was like big, and ne- now I do have access to it, so like I probably should get around to it. Yeah, but considering like, the, yeah, it comes
0: yeah. out in, what, 12
2: yeah. days? Talk Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's like it's the, the, the 11th. Um, well, my friend Keish is... Scrounging through it right now, so I'm really. Proud I, think of I it will there. go through it. I'm and... going to
0: start tonight. I think and try and power through because I really want to. I wanted to revisit the intense. show. And yeah, I think this will give me no better excuse to... to do it. Sort of thing, especially after watching that trailer. It looks so oh cinematic. Yeah, the mm-hmm.
2: cinematography is out of this it's world. On a that little trailer. bit crazy
0: because. It's not like the show was ugly or anything, but the show very well, much Well, the show was always excellently shot as yeah. well. Yeah, it, it very much felt like a TV show, you know? There's a what? little bit of a difference, I think, between... You're crazy. I? Am I? I mean, it felt Yuri like You rewatch Breaking
2: Bad and tell me that looks like a TV show. No, as someone that looks heard... like sixty-two of the best films ever made. As someone
1: who has not seen the show but has seen some stills from the Ryan Johnson episode, oh, Fly, oh my gosh, yeah, like the cinematography of those of shots yeah. that I've seen, I'm like, it looks great. Is
2: that the Rhyme? Oh, Is insane. that Ryan Johnson did that episode? Yeah, He did Fly one of my, one of my and favorite.
1: 51 and
2: Ozymandias. Yeah, Ozymandias. Yeah. So he did like the best episode. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even I know that and I don't yeah. watch the show. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: crazy. He legit did like st- some of I'd the best to, episodes I'd have, have to revisit show. it, but from what I... Uh, particularly, I'm thinking mostly just the first season reminds me a lot of... Like, the first season feels like a show. Like, not a bad... Like, shows aren't generally ugly, but they haven't got a cinematic vibe. You know, it's a bit I th- different.
1: I think I get what you mean. Like, there is certainly a slight quality jump when you go from a TV show jumping yeah, into a movie I mean, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I
0: mean, an example would be, like, uh, the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones compared to the later seasons. The later yeah. seasons feel more cinematic, particularly yep. the last two seasons. They yep. feel more like you're watching a movie mm. rather than the earlier seasons in that show, it's still very pretty and very great, felt like a, sh- a fantasy show. And I think another one that's recently going through, the like the Downton Abbey movie, uh, you what, yeah, look at yeah. the show and then look at the movie. The, the trailer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's way more cinematic than what the show is, and that well, show was just, very they pretty. They had more
2: time on film.
0: Absolutely. Mm. And that's what I was excited for. It's
2: like as good as Breaking Bad looks at eight days per episode, it's like, well, this film clearly took more than eight days. Yeah. And, and Vince Gilligan even came out and said, like, oh, my God, I want to do more films, because he's like, I had so much time to set up shots. Yeah. Mm. Like, he loved that. So, yeah.
0: I think um, I knew it was going to look good. I well. said just... this to you when we watched the trailer. I watched the trailer just before the, sh- the show got underway, mm. and I said, I'm keen for it. I'm very keen for it, but... I don't know where it's going to go, because, spoiler, um, you know, the show finishes pretty conclusively. Like It's very, yeah, a definitive ending. You know, character mm. a lot of characters have yeah. uh, tied their... They've had their, their arcs. Yeah, 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 They've yeah. had yeah. their arcs, they're done. And so I don't want this movie to just be... Uh, Jesse's character sort of just running and running and it's just a, like an hour and a half of I him feel,
2: I feel like they're very intentionally keeping the real plot of this a secret. Yeah. Because if it does tie into any other characters and I, I know they've come out and said like there's going to be at least 10 characters from the show that are going to be in here one way okay. or another. And the ones that are confirmed, uh, you know, you've got Skinny Pete and Badger and yeah. old Joe, my boy. In no the junkyard. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so I'm so happy he's oh, back. Mate. There's one other dude who's if you've got IMDB, he's confirmed. I'm not gonna say it on the show. Cause okay. I fucking hate that it's on IMDb. Okay. And it's not it's not like Walter White or some bullshit like that, but it's just as bad. Oh wow. So I'm not I won't say it on this show, but I was really annoyed
0: that yeah, I don't want Whatever to do too much because it, it comes back to... Yeah. I always say the thing with trailers is a trailer is supposed to sell you on seeing the film. Yeah. But if you're going to see the film, why watch the trailer? Exactly. So I haven't watched the Knives Out trailer yet. I've oh, still managed to avoid it. But because you're I, sold on it. I'm going to go see the movie anyway. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give I'll give Ryan... I enjoy Looper. So he's got a one and one for me. <laughs> he's has <got> a win-loss one-one. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, oh, Jojo Rabbit. I, I actually avoided that trailer until... I couldn't avoid it anymore. And yeah. I saw it in a cinema before yeah. a movie started. Oh, right, mm. yeah. Mm. And it's like, because of, of course I'm going to see that movie. Yeah. yeah, A movie about, about <laughs> Hitler's, Hitler's relationship with his like, little AA boys, whatever they are, <laughs> the SS boys. Heck yeah, I'm sold. Let's oh, do it. Oh, gosh. But I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I really, the only reason I watched the, I'm really happy with the Joker trailers, how, like, how much they're hiding from it. How much like, they're pulling back. Yeah, 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 Like, we don't need well, to see. So. Yeah. I hope yeah. they're well, pulling back, yeah.
1: Speaking of
0: the Joker... Yes. This actually
1: ties into what I've been watching. Recently. Okay. Oh. I watched two films this week. Now, obviously, the film of the week that we're going to be talking about does... is paid homage to in the Joker trailers. Yeah. Um, But there's two other films... That fil- was
2: Zeke sipping on a drink. Just
1: <laughs> <long>. <laughs> there's two other films that the Joker trailer pays homage to. One of them is a lot more obvious and one of them isn't. Mm. Um, And so I decided to sit down and watch them. Now, here's the catch, though. These films uh, were released... Essentially are older than myself, and one of them is older than my grandfather.
2: Oh, I watched wow. two classic films. So what, like 1970s? Or no, no. 1970s.
0: <laughs> older than that, buddy. Um, 60s? No, no, no. Older than that,
1: buddy. Like dawn of cinema. Old. 59? <laughs> no, like 30s. i Like kidding. 30s. Yeah, so the uh, first film I watched was the 1938 classic Modern Times. Okay, Um, which is ironically titled, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So the Charlie Chaplin film. Interestingly enough, uh, the movie was supposed to be Charlie Chaplin's first uh, speaking film because he did a lot of silent films before that. But then when he made it, apparently he's just like, yeah, no, it works better as a silent film, so he just kept doing it as a silent film. Um, There are like some like. ADR moments in it, but for the yeah. most part, it's mostly a silent film. Yeah. Um, and Joker makes reference to this in the first trailer. Um, the music that plays over the top of the trailer is called Smile. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that particular tune is originates all the way back to the 1930s, which is used in that um, that uh, Modern Times movie. Also, if you look closely, there's a moment where he goes to the theatre and they have a huge Charlie Chaplin poster Mm -hmm. banner, like, on the theatre wall or something like that. Um, And, like, it's interesting because the movie itself is about, like, a guy who's just struggling to get through life and he Mm. just keeps getting beaten down by society. I know that's become (laughs) a bit of a meme, but, like... Society. Society keeps beating him down, and he just keeps getting back up again, trying to just make it through, like, these hectic times. Because it was, like, it was around that time of, like, Great Depression... Uh, Great Depression era. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, everyone's struggling for jobs and money and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was actually a really interesting watch and seeing how things, how timeless some of the themes are. Like, yeah, you know, we're, it's been like 80 or something years and, mm. like, you know, it didn't feel like I could re- relate to some of the things mm. that were, you know, happening in it. You know, it's not, I didn't feel completely alienated by the fact that, like, it, it was released around the time like my grandfather was born <laughs> right yeah no well, i mean
2: it's a sign of a good film so yeah. universal yeah it's yeah it's a lot. some do. of my
0: favorite films are from the 40s mm. like, yeah
1: have you, wait you guys have not seen one time one times have you no no
0: no, okay. no but definitely get onto it it's really good because 30s 30s is an interesting decade for cinema because it's mm. basically at the turn of the 20s we switched into sound in cinema yep. But then that What that did was we had a whole different array of jobs that were created from sound being introduced to cinema. Exactly. And also filmmakers at the time didn't know how to write for sound on screen. Yeah. So that's why a lot lot of the 30s films tend not to, for example, like you just said, that one with Charlie Chapman... Mm. Was predominantly a silent film. It's because a lot of the films from the '30s and stuff mm. they're just not very well written because people didn't mm. know how to write. Mm. And this is why there was Apparently a whole. People genera- still don't know how to write today. As well. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's why the '40s are hallmarked as <laughs> such a golden decade yeah. because yeah. you had a whole generation of filmmakers that pushed into. They were preparing for sound in cinema. So You mm-hmm. had people like Orson Welles and Carol Reed, and well, you know, like who then introduced like actual like story and script.
1: Yeah. Through. Well, yeah. Well, then the second film I watch, which is interesting ties into this whole thing, mm. oh. um, was actually released <laughs> in 1928. So last year was its 90th anniversary. Ding. Um it is the drama uh I want to yeah, it's a drama. Um called The Man Who Laughs. Now, this is a silent a of film. This one. Yep. Um and it's interesting watching this movie in particular like with the lack of dialogue they have to you know exaggerate more with their yeah, acting pantomime. and stuff yeah. yeah yeah so it's more kind of pantomime where they're all like oh no and stuff like that and well. they got the title cards and all that so basically nice. the reason why I watch this is because this movie is essentially what led to the creation of the Joker character itself the Joker did not exist when this movie ca- if the man who laughs came out today you'd be like oh this is just a rip off of the Joker kind of thing but this movie actually is what led to the creation of the Joker. I think he was created in the 30s or 40s. But like, like 30 the people right, I guess, who I first drew the design for the Joker look at looked at a film still from mm. this movie The Man Who Laughs. Um and they were like, "Damn, we've got a cool character we want to create." And so yeah. they basically just ripped off that. Um but essentially it's a movie about this um uh, guy who's horribly disfigured and he just can't stop smiling. He's just got this like menacing grin on all the time. Right. Yeah. And he essentially gets used as like a travelling sideshow. So he's going around to all these places and everyone are poking fun at him. And he. This sounds really dark. It man. is yeah. very dark for yeah, a movie yeah. he, like released in the twenties. It's super dark. It's like people just laughing at him and like he 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 falls in love with this girl who's blind and like half of the movie is essentially Lucky him. <laughs> Half of the movie is essentially him trying to find... 1940
0: was the Joker's first appearance. Ah, Yeah, yeah,
1: 1940. So about, like, 15, 20 years later. But, like, essentially, the whole movie is about, like, him trying to find a way to reveal to this blind girl that he's horribly disfigured. Because, obviously, she doesn't know because she's blind. Yeah. And, like... But why would you have to tell her? He's just so, like, very insecure about all these things. And, you know, the girl's like, oh, why is everyone laughing? You know, he's just a sweetie and he's just like... Uh, <laughs> sort of like that uh, that
0: sort of Phantom of the Opera vibe.
1: Yeah, yeah. It kind of has a bit of a Phantom of the Opera vibe. Um, but it was actually very interesting watching a movie like this. Um, yeah, like just interesting to see how an iconic character like the Joker, like how it kind of came to be right, and like Yeah. inspirations. There is one particular shot in the movie that they pay homage to in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker trailer. Um, okay. There's a moment where a character pulls their mouth back, uh, yep, 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 and like yep. uh, uh, with their fingers, trying to and they're doing the like this kind of out. stretched smile, mm-hmm. and it's very, it very much looks very similar to that moment yeah, in, in the trailer. where he's looking in the mirror and he's like trying to pull a smile and just lets go, and, and
2: that's like, a great sound beat in that trailer as well. When yeah, you, when it's like Yeah, yeah, and it's like wow. What's, that's it, what's it called awesome. again?
1: Uh, the man who laughs. The man who laughs.
0: I wrote the man, and it auto-completed who laughs. Yeah,
1: so. exactly. I wrote, and, and there's even a um, there's even a Joker comic that was called Batman: The Man Who Laughs, or something like that, as a reference yeah. to it. Like just that just, makes sense.
2: Yeah. Geez, yeah.
0: Yeah. this looks horrifying. It is. <laughs>
2: I was going to say reference to eighteenth-century s-
0: clown. No, thank you. <laughs> 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 I, have, I have my victims. Honestly, probably where Stephen King got his thing. From oh Turner, yeah, for sure. There's yeah. got to be some sort yeah. of tie in there.
2: I want to mention one other thing. Uh, well, have you have you seen anything else, Zeke? Yeah. What have you been watching? Yeah. What have I been watching? Zeke, what have you been watching? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
0: revisited uh, Taxi Driver and the film that we watched this week. I went on a Scorsese bender.
2: Yeah, uh, well, same, eh? you uh, go, Marty.
0: I revisited Marty Good, Goodfellas. Uh, oh, I, so I have seen Blu-ray. it. Oh, yeah. And, nice. Um, yeah, I was like. I just started watching Scorsese after Scorsese, and next thing you know, what I was—I was down the rabbit hole. Eight movies. Question: left. Yes. Did you watch Shark Tale? I did. Not, you know the funniest thing is, <laughs> halfway through our shoot. Oh
2: yeah, because Niro's in that too. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. He plays a puffer fish in yeah, that movie. Yeah. You, you, know, you know,
0: halfway through our film shoot for Hitched. Yeah. One night. We started watching Shark Tale, yeah, and I we got about we, no Shark Tale two. We didn't even watch the original. We watched there's Shark, a second one. What? it sure are you it was talking Shark Tale about? 2. I don't. I might be talking in my butt. Because,
2: I need to Google this. I know.
0: Uh, we I feel to, like it was Shark Tale
2: two. We're like all fact check. We don't need to all be fact checking this now, but we're all fact checking. We check will us. all check this out. <laughs> I yeah.
0: might be talking in my butt there. Shark Tale two.
2: There's something on IMDb. DreamWorks Shark Tale two. No, this are lying, not.
0: Zeke. Ah well. Must have been just Shark Tale. I like how I the, the main character's
2: name is Oscar. But did this film win any Oscars? Oh, oh like
1: no! Um, so what? one of the first things that came up was a, a YouTube video, and it says why no Shark Tale sequel, and it's a person <laughs> in a furry outfit. <laughs> That's the reason why. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? What is the correlation between these two?
0: Yeah, it was a it was a weird night. <laughs> Shark Tale and Nah. I
1: forgot that
2: they were both in it. Yeah. Scorsese as well. Well, he's in a lot of his own film. He's in Taxi Driver. He's the guy who's like pointing out the silhouette in the window. Yeah. And he's like, like, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. I was like, that looks like him. Because he looks so young in those films.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And his
0: doco style is very participatory too. Like in The Last Waltz, he's like in front of the camera talking to the band. And he's even Uh. in the movie that we watched this
1: week. Yeah, he is.
2: I didn't catch him, but I saw the the Mm. credit, and I was like, oh, that makes sense.
1: See, I actually had to
0: pause the movie at that moment. I was like, hang on a minute,
1: I've already seen this, and I'm only just discovering this now.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all I've, I've watched. I actually well, finally got to finish the Bill Burr Paper Tiger special. Nice. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, ah, that's I my favourite special. I kept falling asleep after 20 minutes because oh, I watched it at the end of the day and I'd be oh, really tired. I yeah, yeah. I kept missing it, so I was like, nope, sitting down for an hour and a half watching yep, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, I've said I still didn't really dislike his last few and everyone's been like, this is his return to form. And I think this one, this one's good. It's probably not my, f- I don't know if it's my favourite. It might mm. be. Um, it has some cool, like jokes, like real, really good jokes in there. Like the male feminist stuff's pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the whole yeah, bit. That, yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. As in my favourite
2: is when he's talking about him and his wife watching the Elvis Presley doco.
0: Yeah, like that joke
2: is so clever. How the way he keeps it rolling almost.
0: Yeah, without making it weird. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's just, it's this clever. The Dave know. Chappelle really sticks and stones one was not as good. I watched it was fine. that. It was it was very much. yeah. I didn't mm. think it was as bad as like we did talk about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: do you, you watch stand up? P- I I do, but I'm very particular with my comedy. Yeah. Um, I tend to gravitate towards more British comedians.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Ricky Gervais, Jimmy Carr.
1: Yeah, more of your Ricky Gervais. Um, I. Uh, but like, I won't watch like the specials on Netflix. I'll watch like clip shows from like 2004 <laughs> on
0: YouTube, yeah, kind that of thing. Like- that's fair. <laughs> I like a stand-up comedy. When it's all like
1: yeah. 480p. <laughs> yeah.
0: St- yeah. If you're lucky, it's 240. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm lucky. I don't know if I talked about this last week on the show, but okay. I actually, so in every one of the local suburbs around Perth, they do like curve pickup. And like they like pick up so what you do is you throw all your junk out and it gets taken away to the dump. Yeah. And I actually did some informative videos for the city of Coburn on that. Oh, there Ooh. you go. So, um, we can talk about that in my career special. So <laughs> uh, one Shameless day I come plug. home and mum's found this really cool book okay. on the side of the road and she just gave it she gave it to me because she was like, You'd like this and yep. it's a thousand and one movies you need to watch before uh, you die. I've got yep. two of those, yeah. Um and I was like, Oh, this is really cool because this does the job for me. Um, (laughs) uh, I just have to watch a thousand. uh, Take it off. Yeah. But I was thinking about doing something with them, maybe towards the new year, doing like video essays surrounding each film and doing one maybe Mm. a week where I do like a thousand and one word essay on each film. Nice. Yeah. Mm. And then maybe just uh, record the microphone, do a video essay and then. Put them in a space on the on the ZKJ page. On the interwebs. Yeah, because I really yeah. like watching video. I don't know about you boys, but I love watching a, no, a, yeah, a, I, a I into it. No, like video as well. It
1: depends. I'm like some of them some of them are good. Some of them are interesting, but some of them are a little bit cliche where it's like, Oh, we're gonna put an indie lo fi track and then we're gonna have <laughs> and we're just gonna have like footage from the movie kind of thing. Like there are some interesting, I think it's um Patrick Willems. He mm-hmm. ma- he actually like ma- puts effort into his and he actually goes out and shoots his own footage. Okay, and whilst at the same time talking about some concepts and all that. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm quite picky with my video essays. Like some of them are good, some of them are a little bit formulaic. But hey, do you like you, the do you like the wisecrack stuff? Yeah, I I haven't really watched much of their stuff. So
0: they they get they get some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. there was one from I I can't remember his name now. It's like elk essays or something and oh yeah cool. i know i, know those I guys. think it is it was really good. he does like when a show dies yeah essays. the simpsons oh, one's okay. excellent the simpsons um, one's so good yeah and he goes through and he has i mean he has just a really good voice too mm-hmm. which is part of the, the yeah. selling point with an essay um I mean, I've watched a ton of BoJack ones, which, speaking of BoJack, that yeah, I want to talk about Bojack also Jack came bit. out this week. Back
1: in the 90s, I was in a very famous TV show. That was beautiful.
2: So season six finally got announced, a little later than usual.
0: Yeah, but I announce, uh, So you just watched the trailer. So this is see. the first. This will be the first one I watch when it comes out yeah, kind of like on yeah. the day. Because this will be I, my first. Over I think. the course of this show, I yeah. went through all five seasons. I watched yeah. it when it uh, first came out.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. I was one man. of the select few that was like, "What is this show? Like, man, like I, one of the yeah. underground." <laughs> I got to it after start-up. season three. Yeah, yeah, You're the, the hipster of mm. this. I'm, I'm so glad that, it it was cool. like, obviously the show has gotten a lot popular over the years that it's yeah. been running, but I'm so glad that it hasn't reached Rick and Morty levels of hype yet. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Because
1: <sighs> I loved Rick and Morty, and then the whole Szechuan sauce thing
0: happened, and it just I'm made me want to I don't and... <laughs> think Bojack will ever get to that point, because I don't of think the it's style possible. Of, the style of the show, too. There's not quotable lines, mm. I don't think. In oh, there's, there. there's
2: plenty it's, of quotable lines, but it's different to Rick and Morty, where it's
1: Appeals to a more mature audience because mm. it's obviously he's dealing with these heavy subjects. Well, it's like, yeah, what's the Rick nihilism? Yeah, yeah. And, well, it's like Rick and Morty kind of like is. is it's a more childish version of nihilism. Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of appeals to like the 14 year old monster energy, energy drink, you know, <laughs> snapback kind
0: of.
2: Like it's crowd. a clever
0: show. I like, it appeals to that um, sort of weeaboo esque culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ha, ha, we hate ourselves. Ha, ha. Well, in the same in the same way that ourselves. BoJack
2: very cleverly weaves you know its comedic aspects, like its silly comedic aspects mm. with its serious stuff. Rick and Morty does the same thing, but Rick and Morty's silly stuff includes like you know alien fart jokes and stuff. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, which I really, can just get ridiculous. I really think sometimes. about.
0: I really think about BoJack, and I don't think I ever find the show that funny. To be honest, if I oh, really I laugh all the time I, 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 I'm trying to think. There were times I laughed, but I feel like I, I enjoyed the show more for the, mm, the, for the, the darker harder stuff, really.
1: I, I think one of my <coughs> highlight episodes has got to be the one, I think it's way back in episode one, where Todd's trying to create his rock opera. Oh, that's very early. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like Space first opera. season,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. It just, I like his Funland one, like where he just makes it like oh, a thing Disneyland. Part. Yeah. yeah. And they misspelled he Disney.
2: Because <laughs> so <Yeah>. he, could... <laughs> he didn't realise
0: Disneyland was a real place. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's like, maybe they
2: misspelled Disney. And they checked, like, oh, my okay. God. Particularly
0: maybe with the later seasons, mm. I find that, I mean, yeah, I guess I do find the show funny. I just don't think back on it, like, in the same way I think you back on You don't, like, that.
1: the punchlines don't stick with you. So like, I, I think the key difference between the two is, when you're watching Rick and Morty you think about the punchlines and the running running gags and stuff like that. Mm. You don't you don't really take away maybe some of the the heart like the more serious elements of yeah. it. They, they they'll be serious in the moment but then you might just be like yeah whatever. But with BoJack Horseman like yeah the jokes are the things that you it's kind of the opposite mm. It's like the jokes mm. you don't really think about that much they're just kind of surface level jokes. Yep. But then like what sticks with you is the more hard hitting stuff mm. eg the mo- uh the moment i think it's in season, season 4 where you realize bojack's great grandfather yeah. i think it's his great grandfather oh, voiced lobotomy? by Mas- Massey broderick yeah yeah who like does a lobotomy on his wife yeah. and you're like what is this shit man that that
2: season 4 has such a good because that's the first season that i watched as it came out yeah. so yeah, and yeah. i was in a really dark place myself when i saw that and i watched his first two episodes as it went live yeah and i need a couple of days break but yeah that well, that whole, fl- that's actually my favorite episode of the entire show. That's yeah. so weird that's The um, when they flash back good. to the up with the, the I'll, I'll one house. of
0: my least favorite episodes. Of oh my the, goodness. The show. I think I liked it. I really mad. enjoyed season five. I think season, season five. Pretty good. I actually yeah. really enjoyed that Diane episode where she goes to Vietnam. Very clever. Good, absolutely. Um, and I remember well, saying on, to you on the podcast before you saw that, that
2: they had a very clever way of commenting on Alison Brie mm. playing that role mm. and their way of kind of justifying it. I, th- I thought that episode was a very clever way to yeah. do that.
1: I really liked... I think well, one of my favourite episodes of the most recent season has got mm. to be the Free Turo one. That got nominated for an Emmy, Yeah, that one. And it's it just it fucking just lost. him doing a huge <laughs> monologue about what's going on in his head and it's, yeah. just, it's like you get about 10 minutes in and you realize hang on a minute this is the whole episode yeah that's it that's it yeah <laughs> and that has a
0: punchline as well yeah exactly
1: Where he's like, Wait, e- it's an
0: easy punchline it's, yeah, it's, it's an easy one like it's a bit of an but, easy
2: <laughs> I, you know it's a good it's not as funny as um the underwater episode and then the punchline he has he has a speaking button
1: yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an actual, so that's good. That's an actual good That is
2: punchline. so good. That is good. great. That wasn't um, like... The reason I want to talk about this, because you just saw the trailer for season six. I did. It is the final season that they're going to do. Ever? Uh, yeah, it's in It's in the trailer, the final season. Um, they're releasing it in two parts. I'm guessing six episodes per, one on October 25th, the other 31st of January. Could be like a 10-10. Could like, be. Because it's the last um, season. Um, Here's here's the thing though. So when I first heard that, I was like, you know what? I'm actually glad because kind of like yeah. kind of like you were saying to me earlier, Jesse. Um, I'm I'm personally really worried the quality is just going to dip one year, mm-hmm. and thank God it hasn't yet for me personally. But I'm glad that they're going to end it on a high note, yeah, yeah. So to speak. Hopefully, I've come <laughs> to find out to, uh, today through several like tweets and some inside stuff because there's been talk of the animators trying to unionize mm. throughout this season, and it turns out that's sort of semi irrelevant to this next act. But it turns out the show's not ending on their own terms. Netflix is straight up canceling the show after season six, because mm. if you look at a tweet that Aaron Paul put out, Netflix is straight up said we're ending it after that.
0: Wow! So that there really made be, me there worry. Could, after there could that. be a situation where they take this, they do this season, mm. and they could probably there's probably some sort of negotiation where they could be reallocated somewhere else off Netflix maybe. Like, I don't know how much Mm, Netflix mm. owns the show exclusively. Well,
2: it's interesting because the show is for syndication. I don't remember which channel it's for. It would probably be
0: like Comedy Central, right? You
2: know what? I think it is Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But I also heard that apparently Netflix do a lot of contracted stuff where you can't, if the show is off Netflix, it's like seven years before they're allowed to be bought by another. Or something like that. Um, That's what I heard. I don't know if that's for this show.
1: Okay. And
2: like I said, the unionization stuff was apparently just coincidental. Apparently, Mm -hmm. the decision was already made before that started happening. But... I don't know. I think that's part of the reason why it's two parts. Mm-hmm. They might be rewriting, reanimating the second half of the season to actually end it properly. Maybe yeah. Maybe but, mm. they might
0: get a movie out of it. Like, I hope so. Like six <laughs> seasons in a movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. This will be our six seasons in a movie.
0: <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm still holding happening. I reckon there will be a community movie. Um, we, we,
1: the day that happens will be a glorious day. I don't care how yeah. good or bad that movie is. I reckon <laughs> they
0: will. I reckon they totally will. They'll do it. Probably just after Chevy Chase dies, I reckon. Like in real life, right? Okay, because he's well, dead on the show.
1: It's interesting because um, Donald Glover's actually wrapping up his, starting to wrap up his music career as Childish Gambino. Yeah,
0: he's he's done. I'm pretty sure he's like, he's yeah, pretty, he's all done with that part of his life. He's so like, yeah, like yeah, I'm um, done being awesome in this. Thing. <laughs> I'm gonna be awesome in something else. Now. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon it... I think it could happen. I reckon it's like a 10 years on sort of... American mm. Pie-esque reunion, yep. like, but just yeah. the community.
1: My my pitch for the movie is they all reunite to save Troy from uh, his boat that gets captured by a band of pirates because oh, there's goodness. an episode where, like, you've seen the scrolling... Te- like, there's an episode where they have, like, the community news kind of thing and they have, like, a scrolling text on the bottom that says, like, um, the childish tycoon, the like, uh, the name of his boat gets uh, stormed by pirates. So, like, that as a movie would be amazing for me.
0: I think it'd be cool. I, I would really dig a movie for that. Mm. Come on, Dan. Give it Rick and Morty. Come do, on, do, Dan. Do, the, do the movie. That's
1: soon. Or a couple months, Rick and Morty right. season get four. Get him to write it and get the Russos to direct.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh! Wow, that's I've, I've very been, clever. I've said on previous weeks of the show, I bought the first three seasons from the op shop and I've just been yeah. watching it sporadically. The other movie I did watch, just before we move into the second half of the show, was Sorry to Bother You.
2: Ooh. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I watched
0: that at the start of the week with uh, Sarah and mm. it was a interesting time. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed... Particularly the first half of this movie. It's the second half
1: that gets batshit insane. <laughs> <laughs> and And we had been it. warned about it by
2: Jack as well. <laughs> and we still were like, huh? I
0: love the idea of the white voice. And I feel like this. Yeah. I feel like, sorry to bother you, will probably come up in a later episode of this show, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't so mind it. doing full do a full episode on it. We can do a full episode on it. But yeah. I really enjoy. Uh how they make telemarketing interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah. Particularly with the crashing into the rooms mm, and talking right, to Right, that yeah. kind of the that scene they the create there.
1: Now, controversial opinion. Yes. I not a lot of people responded positively to this character, but it's a it's a insane character. But I actually really enjoyed Army Hammer in this movie. Oh my god. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, he's, he's great in everything, man. Like I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, there's just some cheesy, you know, over-the-top garbage kind of thing," and I'm like, "No, I can't." I mean, like, I feel that. like every character <laughs> in
0: this this film is over the top. I mean, Terry Crews has like a cross the size of like oh, that's half right. his body and it <laughs> pops out pills. Like, like, it's like every character in this is and uh, well, Emma Thompson's character is like mm. wearing ridiculous... Wait, earrings. is it Emma or Tessa? Tessa Thompson. If
1: Emma Thompson was in this then, movie... <laughs>
2: Yeah. I, I wanted to say because I didn't even know that was her until long after I finished watching the film. I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, that's fucking like, Tessa, Tessa, Thompson's Tessa, Thompson's very Tessa very Thompson." Thompson, uh, <laughs> uh. I think
0: the only character that's like semi-normal was Glenn from Walking Dead, right? Like he's like the only character that's yeah. relatively In a normal. Sense, yeah, yeah. But great even, cast all around that film. Great
2: cast. Even great. the white voices. Oh yeah, like who they actually cast that? Yeah, oh, it's so good. You guys no.
0: mentioned that last week.
2: Yeah. We talked about oh, what we talked about. Don't
0: talk about it too much because uh, I'm happy to move yeah. into career stuff. Jake, have you got any updates career-wise?
2: Um, not a lot. I did finish. I mentioned last week we we're just about done. Wait, have we finished yet? No, no, no we had a day left. So we've I, we've wrapped on waiting room. I've edited an assembly cut. We showed our EP. We're getting the feedback. So it's all coming together, and hopefully, along we've hitched. You could potentially see that start of December. That's the plan. I'm so, okay. You're keen. Yeah, you're going to come, mate.
1: Keen as a bean. Keen as a well, bean. Jesse,
0: you got any uh, stuff you want to uh, pop in this section? Yes,
1: I've got something I want. N- n- something kind of not Watch commemorated. Out.
2: Nah,
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> um, since last time I've been on, I've actually started up my own little cheeky pod. Whoa! A cheeky pod cheeky pods. yes uh, so if you haven't heard of it before which you i'd be surprised if you had heard I of me- it. i mentioned i did
2: mention a couple of episodes yeah. ago yeah, so yes.
1: uh me and my mate lachlan we started up a podcast called the pool room pool room pool room um you go sl- swimming yeah <laughs> there's no <laughs> swimming in this room uh no it's actually a reference to the castle um, I don't know if you guys have made uh, the connection. I think I made it, of mentioned it on the show. Yeah, so essentially <laughs> in the context of the movie The Castle, it's uh, Daryl Caro. I, I always stuff up his name. Kikovich. my. Uh, my <laughs> the character that Michael Caton plays has this room in his house called the pool room and yeah. it's this room where he puts all his prized possessions. They're not necessarily super expensive things. Some of them are just really weird and odd things objects, but like if he likes something, he'll say it's going straight to the pool room. Mm. Um, so we thought, why don't we create a podcast where we talk about Australian cinema mm. and all the weird and quirky films that we release and put it in our metaphorical pool room. I mean, we don't ah. actually have
0: a room, but, you know, it's our... be cool if it uh, went off the ground you guys actually had a pool room where you put pool... would would every really video podcast. Yeah.
2: That'd be awesome if we've we did. We've been in, like, five rooms in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's we've the, done it's a bit of... the
1: Cinema
0: side show tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we have done a bit of jumping around between rooms. I think there's one room in particular that we're now kind of... Okay, set in. settling into. Um, we are three episodes in. We've actually a third, oh, okay. a third episode. You've recorded your third. Is, I th- think that is literally being released as we speak. Oh shit! Okay. Um, it will probably be posted on our socials tomorrow morning because I still need to edit together a infographic thing for the Facebook. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but. Basically, episode one, we oh, did... Oh, yeah, it
2: went up today. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, look at that. Oh, look at
1: that. So we sneaky. did the uh, 2006 film, The Proposition, uh, written by Nick Cave uh, and starring Guy Pearce. And bad Dan- seeds. Yeah. Oh, no, just Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, I mentioned on the show that you know it actually, in parts, does feel like a Nick Cave music video because he does the <laughs> score for it as well. So it's like these like sweeping shots and it's just like his, you know, going on the guitar and his brooding voice. Yeah. yeah, It's a really great film. But um, that's our episode three. We did the Bubba Duck for episode two. I'm halfway through that one. Episode one, we did Muriel's wedding and episode four, which I won't spoil, does feature, which we need to record sometime, I think this week, does feature fecal matter in the film. Gross. So yeah, disconnected. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to reveal what that is until well, actually, it's can Can we we figure it out? Broken. (laughs) 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 Where is the VCS? We uh, we drop it at the end of this episode. So give a listen to episode three. Very nice. Yeah. Um. On Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's on uh Apple Podcasts. Um, basically the website we upload to automatically uploads it to, like, a heap of websites. Oh, so, like, cool. if you've got some obscure podcast app, ch- uh, like, chances are it's probably going to be Yeah, on it's pretty there. handy.
0: Podbean does the exact same thing.
1: Uh, we, pretty- we use Anchor FM.
0: Uh, this episode Anchor of the podcast FM. is sponsored by Podbean.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that other shitty one that Jessica just did. No, no,
1: no, no. See, here's the thing: we started using Podbean, but then I was like, "This website's clunky and weird." So, like, oh, I just no. deleted my account, and dump then we signed him, up for Anchor. Right and it's cut so- his mic. <laughs> Anchor <laughs> FM is so much more easier to use. Cut his mic! Nah. <laughs> right but no, check out our show. It's, uh, yeah, no, we've been trying to talk about specifically Australian films. Nice. T- we'll probably at one point talk about TV shows, um, but at the moment, we're still trying to find our feet with it. Like, yeah. we're trying to come up with a c- consistent you know recording day and release day cuz mm. at the moment it's kind of been a little bit all over the shop cuz we've been you know trying to cater to our availabilities right but yeah i yeah. think now we're starting to get into like going ahead where we've got like set days that mm. we're going to be recording and shooting
2: i was saying it yeah. earlier to someone today how hard it is to be consistent
1: it is on it stuff really like is.
2: that i remember it was a huge pain in ass when i did my game stream 2 podcast a couple of years back mm. and it ended up being like once a month yeah and it's like we found a consistency but I was, it wasn't as often mm. as i like and i'm Shocked that we've done as well as we have on this show. Yeah, that's been weekly mm. for 37 weeks in a row. Like, I'm shocked that we've managed to do that. Well,
0: so we close, so close to 52. I know oh you my guys are doing God. so well.
1: well. it's insane. We at this current stage in time, because of our really hectic schedules, yeah. we have decided to make it kind of fortnightly. Um, fortnight's pretty good. Just that's so good. that because we don't want to be pressured, overwhelmed, and pressured into you know releasing mediocre content, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um. At this stage, it's fortnightly, however, we may transition into weekly towards the end of the year, maybe, or start of next year, possibly, depending yeah. on when we feel like it's ready, but at this stage, it's fortnightly.
2: I mean, that's as long as it's consistent, that's more way more important than yes. how fast it comes out sort exactly. of thing. So,
0: exactly. No um, dramas. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. move into our movie of the week. Jake, Woo-hoo. what are we watching?
2: We are watching The King. Of comedy,
0: ha! And I'm thinking as I'm sitting here now, well, maybe this is my big break. This is my big chance, you know what I mean? You don't just walk on to a network show without experience. Now, I know it's an old hackneyed expression, but
1: it happens to be the truth. You've got to start at the bottom. I know, that's where I am, at the bottom. That's a perfect place to start.
2: Rupert Pupkin is a failure in life. But a celebrity in his own mind hosting and imaginary talk show in his mother's basement when he meets actual talk show host Jerry Langford isn't, sorry, he's
1: convinced it will provide his big break. But Langford isn't interested in this would-be comedian. We did it.
2: Congratulations. Yes, I jumped we the
0: did line it. and I stuffed it up. <laughs> what, was the, what, was, what was that all about? That's the description of the movie we we're reviewing oh, yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that was a good joke, guys. Ha! Ha <laughs> uh, No, uh, King we of are comedy. the Kings of Comedy. Yeah, um, Kings
1: of Comedy.
0: Um, I think we've talked about uh, that we often do quite contemporary films here on uh, the Cinema Side Show. We haven't done a lot of older films. Mm. I think King of Comedy is now officially the oldest film I think we've watched. Is it? As the film of the week. As the film of the week, yeah. Although I think unless you I...
2: always like to bring up other side
1: of the wind. <laughs> yes. yes. I, with... Although I technically win with the Man Who Laughs being nineteen twenty eight. Yes. Sure. But uh, this <laughs> is I guess the, in terms of our
0: full This is yeah, this is the oldest uh, the movie show. of the week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're getting a
2: little better. Like we did Pulp Fiction got us back to the nineties. Um oh, Fight Club Fight was, was ninety nine. Yeah, okay. Ma- no, we did older than that, surely. Nah, no, we generally don't. I think it was Bottle Rocket. That was our... F- 95. Oh, man.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're bad. Get your <laughs> shit together. We'll, we'll push and do more in the future. But, um, obviously, we're all big fans of Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, Marty. Marty.
2: Yeah, McFly. I think a lot of
0: a lot of... <laughs> Younger filmmakers definitely would put him up there as one of the big inspirations for why they became a filmmaker, mm.
1: I'd Well, say. he's done a lot of films, he as does. it turns
0: out. Like, yeah.
1: Looking at his filmography, you're just like, mate, this guy is busy. He is
2: very busy. busy. Well, it's interesting because much like Finch, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago, he doesn't write a lot of his own stuff. No. Most of his bigger films, bar maybe like Goodfellas, mm. which he co-wrote, like, yeah. he, didn't write, he didn't write Wolf of Wall Street. He didn't write mm. Departed. He didn't write this film, for example. He yeah. didn't write Taxi Driver. So, yeah. yeah,
0: just interesting. So, verdict, guys. King of Comedy is a yay or a nay? It's a huge bleh, bleh. Oh, my it's God.
1: It's a huge yay. from <laughs> <You laughs> almost yes. said a huge nay. <laughs>
2: horsey, horsey. I don't know. Um, I agree. This
0: is a big yay for me, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed this one. All this right. Is... Good night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, all. that's all for
0: today, folks. <laughs> no, I think from the start of this film, you, you're you're pretty hooked in or like early on. With oh, this film yeah. And yeah. you can. It's uncanny. Obviously, we're bringing this film up and we're talking about it this week because of Joker next week. Yep. Which spoiler, that's our film next week. <laughs> um, what? No uh, way. And ever since the first trailer came <laughs> out for the Joker. I immediately got King of Comedy vibes, which mm. I'm sure you did too, Jesse, yeah, yeah. as seeing this film before. Yeah. Um, even up to the point where Robert De Niro is literally going to be the fucking talk show host. The exactly. role well rehearsal. Yeah, there. Yeah, I love yeah, that so
2: like,
1: much. Like when I saw the first trailer for Joker, I it, it just kind of made me like happy in a sense. It's like, oh yeah, like Rupert Pumpkins made it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You knew his actual name is Rupert Pumpkins. <laughs> oh man. Completely take you out of the film. His name
2: is in it. I can't remember what it is. Uh, he does have a name in Ian here. Ian Joker. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not coming up on here, but I read it somewhere. Good
0: old Bobby I think De Niro De Niro Literally the only one that doesn't have a old name. Older age has you know sort of like a lot of people probably have probably had deteriorating opinions about his ability to act. Yeah, I he know... was in
1: um, what was that movie? Dirty Grandpa, was it? Yeah, yeah. he's in <laughs> dirty grandpa. Yeah, uh,
0: and and New Year's Eve. Yeah, uh, uh, Murray uh, Franklin is his
2: character name I in Joker. I want to see
0: the ball drop. <laughs> Let me see the whole drop.
2: Um, yeah, it goes back to directing certain actors. Certain actors need certain directors yep. to really get a lot out of them. And you can, again, you can see it in the fanatic mm. versus uh, Tarantino directing, for yes, example. We, we have to out bring
0: of. up the fact that Travolta's new movie that grossed what thirty one hundred dollars. Oh, thirty one hundred dollars. <laughs> thirty one hundred. That is that is one. Th- uh, I my last film that I made had one third of that. For
2: oh its wow! Budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for gonna say disconnected can make more
0: than the fanatic
2: at this rate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How funny it's not you.
2: that far off, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like that's crazy. But like Mate. honestly, it's impossible not to compare the two as this the type of movie they are. Yeah. They're both about a fanatical supporter that doesn't take the hint.
1: Yeah, it doesn't take no for an answer and just keeps persisting yeah. until he gets himself into a lot of trouble.
0: Mm. And both of them do suffer both Mental conditions I, I mean it Would it, Would you say Rupert Pupkin Has a mental condition I would definitely mm.
1: it, it, It's not highlighted But yeah. you can kind of Get a bit of a vibe That he definitely has Something Yeah, And I mean like Granted When this movie came out uh, Mental illness Wasn't really talked about As much as it is today So like I could imagine Maybe Scorsese Was thinking it When he wrote it yeah. But he didn't Explicitly give him a label And say Oh he's got this because at the time, maybe thought, oh, maybe audiences might not gel
0: with it. And I really, I like with this movie, and I'm going to compare it quite a bit to the fanatic. But the problem with Travolta's characters, you definitely know that there is something wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. So the, Even the way he dresses, and the way he acts, with the bowl cut, to, with uh, the, the whole cut and the shit. backpack, walking around. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, Pumpkin for the like for the main part, he's he, a normal looking. He bloke. seems relatively normal. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, just mm. can't take a take a hint. Lives in his mum's basement. Yeah, no, right. it's it's it's. Did he just stare into my eyes again? I did.
1: But <laughs> do, you, do you live in He's... your mum's basement? I
2: don't <laughs> live in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's interesting we talk about that because um, Scorsese's actually gone on record saying, out of all of his collaborations with De Niro, this is his favourite performance. I think it's my favourite
0: too. Mm. Same. If I really, if yeah. I, if I really well, think man. about it, mm. this is the one where you kind of like his cat, like. If I look to all of the De Niro Scorsese films, I can think just off the top of my head. So obviously you've got Goodfellas, you've got, uh, you know, we've talked about it, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, his character you really don't like from post to post up until literally the last 20 minutes. And Raging Mm -hmm. Bull, you definitely don't like his character at all. Um, And then this one, he kind of does have this endearing charisma. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a bit like, it's interesting. There are, it is... Somewhat similar, a bit to Taxi Driver, but like I, I feel like the two complement each other.
0: Yeah, you know? it's amazing like, how close uh, yeah, time wise they are to each other. Like
1: it's almost About like eight an years, alternate like reality in a sense, kind mm. of thing where it's like you're following the same actor playing a character who kind of goes on this path of destruction. And, yeah, yeah. But like it's, it starts out as like a lot lighter and a lot more like, oh yeah, this is you know, he's just a simple guy trying to make his way in the world and. Yeah. then it delves into madness. <laughs> well, it's
2: interesting because you mentioned that the tone of this film is so interesting. It is. First off, it has a PG rating, which you sit down and it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's nothing like sort of, that yeah. visceral that happens in this film. Like, he has a gun aimed to him at one point. There's a there's a, a prop gun news that one point Which can yeah. we
0: point out for Scorsese, a PG film is definitely almost unheard of with it, especially his theatrical yeah. films. He doesn't have a lot of PG. Particularly in his
1: early days, like it was only until, you know, Hugo came along in mm. 2011, I think that yeah, was. Yeah, that sounds right. Like, yeah. Other yeah. than that, it's like a lot of his earlier stuff is. When I think of Scorsese, I think of your MA 15 and your R 18 kind yep. of stuff yep. where it's like yeah. really gritty, really violent, a lot of sex,
0: a lot of. Women, Language. drugs, yeah. yeah Wolf Wall Street is the cultivation of Scorsese as a director, exactly. I think. Oh, yeah. But it has
2: all the funness <laughs> to it as well. Yeah. Like it's not a dark film at all, but you're right; it has all of oh, these elements. I'd say it's
1: very dark
2: in parts. Yeah, it gets, gets a bit like, uncomfortable. I, I feel with, like the darker punches, elements, like Margot Robbie and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. that's true. But in terms of like c- compared to like Taxi Drive, which is just so gritty, yeah, from the ground up, and and the violence is so violent, you know, and well, that kind of I well, feel like
0: depressing. Yeah, things, yeah,
2: exactly. So. And like uh, with Wall Street, I feel like it's very much a fun time, and the, all the darkness in it, you kind of have to read into it a little bit. You you yeah. have to think about we don't see the victims of all the shit that that uh, DiCaprio's character is doing to all the victims. You won't see that, mm-hmm. but if you think about it, you're like, oh, well, that's really... yeah." Like, you don't this... think about the effect like well, that. Well, yeah, like,
1: this guy's making money, therefore everyone else is, you know, being screwed over by yeah, him. Exactly.
0: Kind of yeah. yeah, I think we've got to... If we go back to the context of the time when he made this film, yep. this is definitely... Although complemented by taxi driver i do think this is a tonal shift too yeah, yeah this definitely. is so micro this story it really mm. is just about a guy who wants to get on a tv show which you know in the grand scheme of the world is not very big it's yeah. a, it's a, basically this film is essentially a relationship between two people Yeah. how it develops and then yeah, one of them you know uses doesn't take the hint over the other <laughs> one basically yeah, yeah. i think yeah. Uh, like yeah, for example, great thing. Yeah, it's a PG rating. It, it if doesn't kind of we don't really know why it's a PG rating, but technically it is. Mm. I mean, there's nothing yeah, well, there's, that, like that, I said.
2: There's nothing in there visceral or that over the top. Yeah, it mm. almost plays into you know if i getting spoilery yet, although this film's a bit aged at this point. Yeah, but... um, it kind of plays into some of the stuff that uh, was it pumpkin. Pupkin, Pupkin. Yeah. No See, one gets his no name one right. Get, no one gets. No <laughs> one gets the name. No, but it goes into like him having to convince the the other TV people, like, no, 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 my stuff's safe. No, it's like it's it's yeah. clean. It's clean. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, it just reminds me of that, and it's like, yeah, yeah it kind of is clean actually. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, yeah. I mean, it's more what De Niro does and how mm. his character, even when not really doing that much, mm. it feels like a lot's going on, and I think that's what I like about. Like this film, especially in the later parts of the, yeah, the film, yeah. when he decides, "Well, I'm getting on this show no matter what," and yeah, yeah. takes matters into his own hands. But it never gets to the point where you never feel like Jerry Lewis's character uh, is any in real any danger. Yeah, and even him, he's yeah, almost self aware yeah. that he's yeah. not in that much danger. It,
1: exactly. Like... Even when we'll get into the uh, the you know the ending of this film yep. down the line, but yep. you know. In his role towards the end there, when you would think he might actually be in danger, he seems quite calm about a lot of things.
0: Yeah, because for lack of a better part, Rupert Pumpkin is an idiot. Yeah, Yeah, and he doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure we can push more into that. Does anyone have any more things to say before we push into more spoiler territory? I guess we might as well start talking about spoilers because...
1: Let's just unpack this. Film. It's, uh, yeah, well, exactly. Just it. It's just like jump left, right, and center.
0: But um, recommend we totally recommend you watch this. I think this film is probably one of the best films in the '80s. Definitely that decade. Whoa, okay, that's
1: a bold claim, yeah. sir.
0: I would say it's I about would, the '80s here, sir. If I was to <laughs> like off the top of my head, I mean the '80s are a great decade, decade. Yeah, and a decade that probably our generation appreciates a lot more because those films probably got played a lot in the house. You know, you're Back yeah. to the Future's mm. and. Is it Goonies was 80s, right? Yes, sounds probably. E.T.? Yeah, yeah. sure. E.T. Yeah. was definitely 80s. Yeah, big, big decade. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it's definitely one of the, the smartest films and has one of the, like, the really one of the most entertaining mm-hmm. stories.
1: I th- yeah, I think this is probably one of the reason why I love, one of the reasons I I get excited about this film is well, the fact that, like, you, like I want to share it with people because, like, I feel like this is one of the most... Underrated Scorsese film, absolutely. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, when you look at his massive filmography, he starts out with you know your Raging Bulls and your Taxi Drivers, yeah. Um, then he moves on to his like later stuff, like Goodfellas
0: and all that. Which all those that films jazz. are big films, yeah. They're like, and it's kind yeah. of
1: like sandwiched in between them, yeah. so it's like, I guess that's maybe why it wasn't as popular because you, it, it, like the best thing I can compare this to is. Um, Batman Begins is a great Batman mm, origin story.
2: That's a good comparison. But
1: then you have The Dark Knight afterwards, and The Dark Knight being so fantastic, and everyone raves about it, Heath Ledger's performance. But I feel like a lot of people forget about Batman Begins because of the film that follows. Absolutely, that kind of
0: thing. yeah. And the, and even the film after that, how big Dark Knight Rises is on a scale. Exactly. They they do tend to not talk about. It. I actually like the first one yeah. a lot. Mm. I really like the first. I really like Liam Neeson in it. Who are really well made, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I 100% yeah. agree with that because you got to think on a timeline scale. He's a couple of years away from Goodfellas, yeah, which was the first real like big. This is a this is Scorsese, yeah, so he's yeah, shifting yeah. from indie to kind of you know mm. worldly acclaimed director. And yeah. then you go from things like Goodfellas into things like The Departed and and stuff like that. Films that are, They feel big. They feel, and, like, and, a
1: spe- epic, feel <laughs> like a Scorsese epic. Whereas this does not feel like a Scorsese epic at all. Like you. I think...
0: But it's too late along to be shoehorned in with emerging director Scorsese, like taxi right. Driver.
1: Exactly. It's like, it's him kind of almost going back to his roots. Yeah. And like, but it's a bit weird for the audience because you're kind of like, hang on, you should be doing bigger stuff. Um, but well, yeah. it feels
0: weird now in hindsight, especially if you go back and watch this film now, because it's like, you know of all of the Scorsese epics. Like, I I don't know many people that haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street mm. right yeah, at this point. Exactly. Like, yeah, or Or Goodfellas, or The Departed. And... These are the films that, you know, honestly, you say Scorsese, they're the ones that come up first. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this one does get lost in the shuffle. And it's a real shame because it's a well, really good film.
2: It's mm. interesting. I think part of the reason <clears throat> for that to have happened is because the film actually flopped massively when it released.
0: It financially?
2: Yeah, so it had a $19 million budget. It made $2.5 back. Really? Wow. So, big flop. You know, critics, critics tend to have liked it. Yeah. But uh, I think... Yeah, it just had a it just didn't make its money back like at all. And I, I think part of the reason Scorsese reckons that is because it was a bit of a shift in cinema at that point. Mm, and yeah. I think he feels like the, the personal film was starting to get lost at that point. Which yeah. I could I see. Agree. I mean, you're, I on see the,
0: that. you're on the precipice of films like Jaws a you know, couple well, of years. Jaws was a couple of years earlier, but then you've got things like, you know, Back to the Future, E. T. These were. Oh a sorry, years.
2: I was thinking seventies and eighties. Yeah, but yeah. you're right, absolutely. Yeah, so, it's, the big That's, movie's come by now.
1: I, yeah. I would have thought that having someone like Jerry Lewis be in this would mm. be like a draw card for people going, what "Oh, excellent wait. Casting. It's a movie uh like uh where Jerry Lewis is playing a fictionalized version of himself, yeah. you know?" Cuz he, was, he was And he's really huge. good at this. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And he was huge back in the day. So like I would have thought that would have like dragged people in, but like yeah, no, that's 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 surprising. So to I'm have. not like yeah.
0: I'm not hugely synonymous with what Jerry Lewis has done. Me but, uh,
1: neither, but I do know he was. He was like big. He was factor. the
0: comedian, I suppose. Yeah. I think like like it was yeah, just yeah, excellent a, casting. It, well, from what I'm reading here, he was like a, a '60s comedy actor slash like TV presenter sort of guy. So yeah, great casting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they play off each other really well. Oh, they do. Oh,
2: it's like chemistry is really, especially yeah. the opening scene when he's. He wedges himself into the car, or Rupert yeah. does, and then they have that conversation. That's such a great scene. I really love that
1: in that moment where um, Rupert, you know, he's trying to get the signature from him, like everyone else yep, is, and yep. they're all they're all clamoring to get to him. And then he realizes his way in, and he's like, "Right, I'm going to pretend to be his bodyguard." So he's yeah, like, "Right, he like step away, away, everyone!" And he's just like, sh- like you know, directing him into the car, kind of thing. And just just his little like kind of smug look at his yeah. face is like, yeah. "I know how to get this."
2: I think like, that my main takeaway with this film was the characters and their purpose in the plot was like it just yeah. really stood out to me a lot.
0: Mm. We we have talked we've talked about uh De Niro and and Jerry Lewis, but mm. I think um I'm checking her name now but it was uh, I believe it's Masha who's the Masha, yeah. other uh she's Pupkin's uh, associate. Yeah, or the sidekick <laughs> almost. The side kind
1: of friend kind <laughs> of enemy. But <laughs> yeah, like, very Frenemy. much, they
0: have a very loose relationship <laughs> where they both don't really like each other, but they have the exact same goal. Interestingly enough,
1: um, have either of you noticed the fact that Zazie Beetz's character in Joker has the exact same hairstyle? Ah. Uh, She's got the, the 80s kind of fro sense, going yeah. on where it's kind of pinned up at the back a little bit, but it's buffy at the top. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Sandra um, Bernard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernard. Bennett or Bennett. But um no, nah,
2: she was really great. And I, what I loved, and of course the dynamic trying to change once it started teaming up a bit more mm. closely, but what I liked is that she was the only person in the film to believe um that Rupert was actually going into meet Yeah, you know, yeah with yeah. the great Jerry sort She was the only one for a, a period of time to actually like
1: like yeah. she believed him. Yeah. When Everyone he said, "Like I'm
2: like... meeting my friend Jerry," sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. And, thought, and then of course the dynamic has to
0: change because now they're working together.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, he yeah. wants
0: fame and she wants to have sex with. She wants him. Yeah. Jerry Lewis. Yeah.
1: What I love about Rupert is the fact that like he's very he uses his hands a lot when he talks. Yeah, he's, he's very almost like, he's presenting it. to a show. Oh my show. god!
2: I remember the guy in the background at the yeah, diner? Yeah. He starts doing
1: it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Out of focus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, like, just when he has <laughs> normal conversations with people, it's yeah. like he's doing a routine itself. Yeah, well, he's always practising, I
0: imagine. I, feel like yeah. I, I think some of uh, And I don't want to stress too much into highlight scenes because I know we've got that whole segment. Yeah. Think, yeah. But when he's there every night going back to his basement and oh, he's presenting yeah. to the wall, oh, which yeah. is just a... Like a and a, that
2: is my favourite mm. shot in the film is... yeah, uh, I guess that's an imaginary... Is that in his head, you would say, when the the wall painting of all the crowd and we're slowly well, pulling back Yeah, up. there
1: are some imaginary scenes in this movie where he goes to have dinner with Jerry and yeah, he's, yeah. And he's a, a accomplished comedian and people are asking for his signatures and stuff like that. So, like, I'm pretty sure that would be a imaginary scene because, like, yeah, he, yeah. I, I doubt he would have that as a wall. In saying that, though, he has a cardboard cutout of Jerry Lewis. That's true. And I forgot the name of the other actress, but... She looks familiar,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it walks that real fine line of like disillusion, like like being like hallucinating and disillusioned. Like mm. right yeah, to that point. Well,
2: it's of... it's setting up the way it's put together, like the mise en scene, and the, the, you can kind of tell by the editing yeah. that it's like okay, well, this is clearly, but like, based on how we are in the story, but it's very much shot and acted and all portrayed in the film to be realistic. Yeah, yeah, to be like it's actually happening. Mm and i think that was actually an intentional thing because i think they actually talked about it how they very purposely just shot it and put it in the film as if it was a real scene yeah yeah as if
0: yeah. Uh, and as if this story is unfolding around the world. i mean these yeah. are like a lot of scorsese's earlier ones before we pushed into that epic territory like taxi driver they yeah. just feel like this is the story between this guy and the life around him right now and yeah. we're just going to follow that yeah for a period of time mm. and till till basically we reach a boiling point, which mm. both Taxi Driver and this film have, where they both have lead characters that snap in different ways, yeah. but still snap and are driven to a point of doing an insane thing.
1: Can we talk about the opening titles of this movie? Oh, the and freeze how, frame? and Yeah, and yeah. how... He's getting into the car and then the hand just comes out of nowhere and goes like up against the glass, like right as someone, like the flash of a of a camera hits the glass. Right. And they just freeze frames and then the music comes in. Like just that shot is like, when I first saw this movie, like is what hooked me, I was like, oh my gosh. I, like, cause I'd heard about it before and I was mm. like, oh yeah, this I've heard it's really good. Um, And and when I'm watching the opening scene, I'm like, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is pretty solid. And then, when that say when that particular shot happened, I'm like, right. I love this. And then I was like, Well, that's from her there... hand. That's her master's hand. Yeah, yeah. The... yeah, yeah. And yeah. then from that point on, that's just when I just started liking it even more. I just took off from there.
0: Doesn't he like hit her in the first scene by accident, pumpkin or something? Like he like accidentally like, like when he's being the security guard, he like knocks yeah, her. Yeah, back. yeah, he pushes, okay,
1: yeah. He pushes, her, he pushes her back into the car. I think.
0: Yeah, um, it's like a pretty aggressive. Oh, that's interesting.
1: And I co- forgot about that. And because yeah. it's interesting when you're watching that scene, you think it's just some random, but then yeah. later on you realise, oh wait, these two actually know each other. Yeah, they you saw They bump start into the each other on the street and. She's following you know, him, and it's yeah. it's
0: really funny. Um, uh, this is a kind of a tangent story, but it plays into the the film. I remember when one one of the trips I took to Canada, I was in Vancouver, and Vancouver's quite a large production town there. Are, mm-hmm. like, you literally will walk yeah. through the street, and you'll be like, "Oh, there's the there's the set of the Flash," or there's yeah, yeah. the uh, the set of the uh, so one one time I'm going just to get groceries with my mum and yep. we accidentally walk onto the set of The Flash <laughs> and nice. um, they were doing like one of the stunts from like season one or season two and I just remember there was this group of people, about 15 or 16 of them, yeah. and we're just waiting to cross the road <laughs> because like there's a gigantic crane jib and yeah, like, yeah, one yeah. of the stuntmen is getting loaded up on a harness to get launched back. <laughs> and... There's this dude here and he's like, "Oh, you're here to see." Now, I'm going to forget his name, but who's the lead dude for the Flash? He's Grant, Grant Gustin. That's yeah, him. Grant Gustin. And and I was just like, he's like, "Oh, you're here to see Grant." Yeah. And he's like he's My so boy nice. Grant. He's yeah. so he's yeah. so great. And I'm like, oh, "I'm just got groceries, mate. I'm just." like <laughs> kind of... I,
1: like, I could just cuz I just pitch you like with a very like Aussie accent just being yeah. like, "Ah, uh, groceries and mate he's like
0: oh I follow him everywhere they go and they shoot like the flash and this is like my and I'm like how many times have you seen him he's like oh, I've met him like 16, 17 times and I was man, like man. he's so nice and like at that moment like Grant pulls up and like gets out of the car and the savagery of this <laughs> fair this whole... and like that's just like I Starts see that opening and yeah. I'm just like I like that was like obviously the opening for that was like 10 times worse but yeah Man, fans can be feral. I know. Like, boy. <laughs> I guess it's mm. kind of the whole point of this film, really. Yeah. Fans
2: can be feral. Yeah, you yeah. to see it
0: firsthand. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Grant! <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I, like oh, yeah. th- being the star of The Flash, that is that is up there, but it's not like up, up there. It's Granted. Like... It's like, yes.
1: That's a terrible point. I yeah, hate like, you. He, Yeah, he's the star of the show, but he's no, like... He, Jerry Langford. He, he's a <laughs> yeah. C- yeah, he's <laughs> a CW actor.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. I mean, sorry, Grant, but yeah. like it's... Bloody like, like, CW so can you imagine actors. if it was someone like Bradley Cooper or something like that? Like yeah, yeah. That'd like, be
1: insane. People like bashing each other's heads in to try and get to Bradley
0: Cooper. And for this period in time, late night talk shows were huge they in the were. 70s and the 80s. They were like like all of those shows. And like were...
1: Letterman and... Wait, Was when did Leno come out?
0: I think Leno was like the 80s or 90s. He, yeah, he was his 90s. I'm yeah. Sure. I think um, Kona was 90s as well.
1: He came around the time because he did a lot of he did Simpsons, Simpsons stuff, yeah. yeah. So he would have been nineties.
0: Yeah, so they're huge. I mean, they're still pretty big now, but they're not as big. Mm. But like, not to that point where there's like a, a following yeah. of people. Well,
2: well it's interesting because like you got like you got like Kimmel hosting the Oscars and stuff. So it's like they are still yeah. pretty. They're getting a lot of line. But I suppose. I feel
1: like you know back then. People watch it, because obviously there wasn't the invention of, you know, like streaming services and stuff like yeah. that. So people place a lot more value on television. TV. Yeah. And, you know, with you, with those talk shows, you know, they had some comedian who they could identify exactly. Bef- with.
0: Before and, uh, SNL, this is where comedians did get their big break. They got exactly. it on these late night shows when they were allowed to be a little bit edgier with their content because mm. of the time slot. Yeah. And before SNL existed, even though SNL, I think, was established in the mid 80s to early 90s. So it was at the end of that era where it was like not just about the late night talk show because then SNL offered a platform for new comedians to get their start. I mean Mm. heaps of people got their start. And even
1: to an extent some bands as would because like you know they have like a little section where they would be like oh we've got our musical guests and you still see it today to an extent as well but it's not as prolific as
0: Yeah it's it's, late night talk shows are definitely more a, a grounds for just like Updates and like getting act like actor showcases and stuff like another grounds to promote.
1: Yeah, because like back then there weren't internet forums to look up. Oh, where's you know what's happening behind the scenes on Taxi Driver? You know, you right. get on your Martin Scorsese and you be like, <laughs> hey, I'm doing this. And...
2: There's there's tons of stuff on Walking Dead. There's like giant Walking Dead
0: face. Things oh, the just... talking dead is huge, yeah. right? That was the whole thing, yeah.
2: No, but I I mean, like, like people, like paparazzi type people trying to leak the show like, like, months and months and months before it airs. Mm. Like, they'll sneak on and be like, mm. Oh, this actor hasn't been seen in three weeks, maybe they were killed off in episode four, sort of thing. Like, they, they predict the show, yeah, all that stuff. So, but, king yeah. of
0: comedy, yes, king so, yeah. of comedy, <laughs> appropriate tangent, but still a tangent nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: it really works, and it kind of it, you're right, it shows the visceralness of the, the, the general population, and I love that. It goes into Jerry's, he's quite a lonely character. and We actually see that quite often. Yeah, know, he's like, always the table for one sort got of thing. The butler, and the that's butler, about it. <laughs> you know, like Harry Osborne yeah. and his butler. I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, but like that, that's 100% true. It, it, it does capture both sides of mm-hmm. life. It's like he's drowned in people when he leaves the show, but then he still goes home to a big empty house.
2: Yeah. Which, but, sorry, gone. Yeah. No, no, you. Yeah. I was going to say, I really thought for a, a, quite a while this whole thing, because they're making a big deal about him being lonely and like, yeah. you know, these people, there's a girl who tells them to get cancer at one point. Oh, yeah. And he oh, actually yeah. directed that scene himself. Yeah. He taught her how to act in that scene. <laughs> um, but I thought this was all leading up to the seduction scene when he's all taped up. I thought he was going to go with it at one point. Really? I was like, he's going to buy into this. Yeah. You really, really reckon? I honestly for a minute I was like, it wouldn't surprise me. They're leading up to him being this I lonely love guy.
0: His selling in that whole then, sequence yeah. where he's just so he knows he's not in trouble, but he's just so inconvenienced by these two yeah. incompetent <laughs> idiots.
1: Like you see uh, Robert De Niro trying to like load the gun and point it and all oh, that. Yeah. It's just not working for him, and he's just like, What are you doing, yeah. mate? My <laughs> favorite
2: line comes from when he's he gets is it like biscuit what does he get? Off Jerry when he's like initially. Oh, it gets like
1: one of those like, uh, you know, the I want to call them like they're not Fruit Loops, but they're like something like that. Like lifesavers. Yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And he offers one to Marsha, and she's got the gun, <laughs> and she says something like, I'm, "She's like, can you do it a little like? I'm a little preoccupied right now. That's my favorite line. The whole film, like yeah. that's
0: amazing delivery. Because it's the like, and I think that that scene with 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 Marsha, like Marsha, uh, seduction, trying to seduce him, yeah. I think he's more like he he humours it simply because he knows that this is his way out of this situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and he punches her in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's I mean it was pretty warranted at that point. It was yeah, definitely yeah, very was warranted. Like, it, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I love he'd that been so much.
0: inconvenienced by these two people, like to the point where one of them literally invaded his house.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, but oh, sorry, you're right. The other girls. Well. And, and might kind of I say, that character. is
0: one of the most uncomfortable scenes. I think, <laughs> I, like, socially uncomfortable scenes. Yeah. When he Imagine breaks into the house. Yeah, for that poor woman. Yeah. yeah. Because Braun like, Oh, we're at Jerry's house. We yeah. got a Jerry's- I
1: tell you who I feel really sorry for. I feel sorry for the butler. He just oh, looked like. he's so was, good in this movie. I, I felt like, you know, he's getting paid minimum wage kind of thing. He rocks up. And Jerry sudden, acts like, like an And all the people him. start coming in. They start dancing. They start putting on music. And he's just like, I'm dumb. He's on the phone. He's like, I'm having a heart attack.
2: <laughs> and apparently, because um, I watched a lot of the DVD like, bonus features, and stuff, apparently when he tries to open a door and it like locks up on him, I'm pretty sure that was a genuine like outtake. Oh, really? And then when he opens and Jerry's like, oh, you can't open a fucking door. I think that was <laughs> a genuine <Yeah>. comment <laughs> by Jerry Lewis. That's pretty good. But yeah. I thought that was quite clever. Yeah. It's but, yeah. a
0: really good boiling point, though. And then, of course, we lead to like we've talked about. Like they do, um, Marsha and Rupert do abduct Jerry. Yeah. And hold him hostage while, uh, Pupkin gets his his time. He gets to be on the mm, show. He gets to be on the which show, which is uncannily similar to what the film is that we're going to be watching next, next week. week. Which we, that's footage yeah. of the trailer. Well, yeah, me.
1: interesting. Uh, if I can go on a slight side tangent about Bleh, blah, 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 blah. that. Yeah, I I haven't seen Joker as of when we're speaking now, and I haven't read any reviews or comments mm. or anything like that. But I'm going to make a prediction here. I reckon he gets his time on air, and we're going to get a whole... I don't know if either of you have read uh, Dark Knight Returns. Nope. No. Okay, there is a moment in there, because uh, Joker has a... It's mainly a Batman-Superman story, but Joker is like a supporting character in it. Yeah. Um, and there's a subplot where he is uh, convinced, trying to... Well, everyone is convinced that the Joker, because he's been locked up in a... In a in an old person's home, essentially. Mm. And he's com- managed to convince everyone that he is now sane. And so ah, they
2: do this in the, um, the telltale games. Yeah, as well. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's convinced everyone that he's a normal person. He's, he's learned from his ways and all that. And he just wants to get time on a talk show. Mm. He gets his time on a talk show and, um, kind of very similar to like a Conan or something like that. Mm. Um, and he gets his time and he literally gets his mug. He, bashes someone's head in, they oh lock God. all the doors, and he gasses everyone in the room with laughing gas. Nice. I reckon we're going to get an homage to that, like he's going to get his time on the air and he's going to lock everyone in and he's just going to let loose somehow.
2: That's going to be nuts,
0: man. Um,
1: I haven't seen the movie, so maybe I'll be wrong. But It's
0: not a bad prediction.
1: I'm thinking that's where it's going to go.
0: It's a pretty great I'm sequence, really though. <laughs> like just the like going back to King of Comedy. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. And the thing um, that they comedy. cut away from it, and then you see it through the lens of the TV. That is yeah. so great when he's yeah. showing, yeah. Mm. And knowing the best part is knowing everything that's happened behind the curtain, as mm. you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. knowing all of the, the politics and all of the, the producers and the t- And I think Scorsese is in yeah, yeah, this yeah. sequence. He's, He's a, a TV announcer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, TV director, sorry. Yeah. Um, and just the back and forth like, what the fuck's going to happen? What's he going to say? We mm. don't know what his material is.
1: Or when he runs into the producer that's been trying to kick him out. And oh, then she's yeah. like, "Hang on a minute, what are you doing here?" It's like, "Oh, I am um, the king." Yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh god, my gosh, not again." Yeah. Uh-huh. And
0: then the the fascinating part about this, whole, like the whole thing, is he ends up being kind of funny, and he goes to he goes to prison. Well, that's well he, something... to, he gets arrested. He gets arrested. He goes to prison for what? Six?
2: No, two yeah. years. Like two years or years. Is... But, but yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. it's am talking about that. Yeah. Um, and this was interesting because up until that point, before we see it. We knew he's a good sort of performer, or he's he's quite charming, I suppose, in a way. We never actually knew if he
0: was funny or not until then. Yeah, yeah. We never actually (laughs) see
2: his bits or anything like that,
0: you know. No, because it's always trying to get... It's all about him getting the foot in the door. Yeah, exactly.
2: And you get even the commentary, you know, when the receptionist or the the girl who comes in to to talk about the tape. And by the way, they're, they're way more... Uh, serving to him than they need to be <laughs> yeah. they're actually so nice to him and they give him genuine advice and be mm. like your timing's great but you need to work on this and mm. the punchline and like, they sure showed him but, that like um, ages ago exactly <laughs> I, they, they humoured him I know but, exactly yeah. and then uh, you know going back to the f- fanatic that's the thing that that film gets wrong is that they're both just dicks to each other from the very get go yeah. but going back to the ending I'm glad that's the first time he actually sees mm. funny. funny mm. yeah but, um, I want to talk about the, the, the best bit. the
0: best the best part about this film is that dynamic. you do like Jerry's character mm. but you and you acknowledge the fact that he actually is quite hospitable to this really kind of seemingly or borderline social <laughs> s- psychopath, yeah sociopath, you know <laughs> um who just doesn't take a hint and it gets to the point where Jerry eventually snaps and mm. but we still when Rupert finally gets out there and gets to perform, we do. Kind of enjoy the fact that he got to be on the TV, and we we buy into yeah, his yeah. sociopathic behavior because, you know, Jerry He's made it. Almost. Yeah, he has made it. He oh, yeah. he pushed through and persevered, and his war on attention and war on mm. perseverance prevails. And yeah. you, you, as the audience, get behind that. Yeah,
1: I'm going to make a pitch to you guys. Okay, okay. Here's a theory. A theory. Mm. What is the possibility? of that final scene where he's doing stand-up comedy being a dream. Here's the thing. I didn't think
2: about it at all. Yeah. And then I read online, in on the actual Wikipedia plot, it actually says at the end, we don't know if this yep. is real or not. And I was like, oh, shit.
1: Because there are multiple dream sequences You're right, yeah. in this yep. where he's fantasizing about being successful. And obviously there's that blurred line between what's real and what's not. He gets arrested Then all of a sudden he's got a big multi-book deal and he's on talk shows and it's like, like it's almost like they just kind of there's a huge jump between him getting arrested and now all of a sudden not that much time has passed and he's like this super famous guy. It's like it's a little bit implausible to think that that actually did happen, but
0: but there are enough breadcrumbs to make it believable because. Uh, he does serve time in prison. So even in his, quote-unquote, if if this is all in his head and it's an imagination, he has served a prison sentence for two years, which for kidnapping, that's probably pretty appropriate. Well, it's meant to be
2: six years, and then they make a point of saying he got out only after two years. Yeah, Yeah, so there's (laughs) enough
0: things that are laid out that you buy into that this could be real. But at the same time.
1: I think it swings either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough that's, for that's, either that's, argument. Yeah. But that's
0: the best part. Yeah. Yeah, there's enough for both arguments. So yeah. you believe what you want to. I believe that he got out and he's fine because I also believe in society, something like this would totally get talked
2: about. I'm show. 100% with you right there. Yeah. I think that this. Really, I I just like to think that this is the ending because mm. I like to think that the film yeah is telling that story it's, that it's, it works
0: yeah like and being, that it's all real. Like, so yeah, what he did was wrong and horrible, but he's still being rewarded for it. Yeah, and that sort of is this the swing of both. I mean, we look at shows that particularly in American television that are absolute. Like we've. Christ, how many millions of views does Love Island get? Or, you know, how Mm. religiously in Australian culture do we follow the fucking Bachelor, for Christ's sake, you know? (laughs) (laughs) With with egregious, you know, like, this is the same thing. This obsession with late-night TV Mm. drove this person to, you know, sociopathic behaviours because he wanted to have that fame and the lights and the glory. Or Marsha's character, who was driven by, like, lust and obsession Mm. by... This this TV icon and idolizing, which is mm. the say, a very obviously, I, I experienced that firsthand with the, the Flash Mob. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Flash Mob. Flash Mob. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so, it exists. And I think, like, nowadays, especially the amount of, like, we've got shows like Honey Boo Boo and stuff that exist, or oh, Keeping, Up Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Honey Boo Boo. I forgot about that. Yeah, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The Real Housewives. These, yeah, these shows No, you're right. That you're have, so right. So, mm. a guy who hijacks a show gets a show, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. You know? And
1: I guess, I mean, playing into that that interpretation of it, there's a lot of people in Hollywood at the moment that do bad stuff, but, like, people kind of give them a pass. And It's like, why are we giving... Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it's, it's a like, like... Huge one. Like, yeah. audiences, we... we, we Charla we, Buff. Yeah, yeah, we, we demonise yeah. some people... And then there's some people that we kind of give a pass. and It's like, why are we actually, why is this person still allowed to make stuff? Like, mm. this person should have been gone ages. This person should have been cancelled, but they're still getting money. And well, yeah, you want so- to know
0: why, Jesse? It's because it's what's good for TV. Yeah, what's good for the ratings? Wow. And what's good for the money? So- I love the
2: ending because it reminds me of Wolf of Wall Street's ending a little bit.
1: Yeah, I can kind of see. Whereas
2: that. he kind of wins. Yeah. I think. I think it's more of a victory here in Wolf of Wall Street. It's. It's a bit
0: bittersweet.
2: Yeah. But he's still selling his pens, you know?
1: It's yeah. like all well, that. I mean, but like, he, yeah, yeah, he's popular and he's gotten out of jail. but
0: And he's got his following sort of thing. But yeah. this, this is sort of the formula in a lot of the Scorsese films is these horrible characters do get some form of uh, come up yeah. and also reward, mm. whether that be a bittersweet reward or getting a whole talk show. I mean, in Taxi Driver, mm. we dislike That's him for 85% of the film, yeah. yet in his one moment of redemption and then that when uh that woman gets in the car with him at the end uh you know and she's kind of like oh this guy and like they kind of have like that conversation where she's kind of like a little bit forward and a little bit nice to him yeah mm. and they have that ex- but he's kind of more okay now cuz he's now seen not as a creep mm. but as a hero cuz he saved you know save the girl yeah exactly so you know and in Wolf of Wall Street you know after all that he still went to a very nice prison and then he's selling pens (laughs) very
2: nice prison (laughs) Uh. no it's true yeah you're right like low security that's again mentioned low security prison Mm. so yeah yeah, you're right and then they departed everyone just dies
0: Yeah, (laughs) Marky Marky Mark gets a Marky Mark. Mark. He gets a win. He earned it in that film.
2: He he earned earned the right to live. The Funky (laughs) (laughs) in that film. (laughs) Exactly. Well, while we're on the ending, real quick, um, another fun little fact. So Jerry Lewis has actually gone on record of not really liking the ending of the film. Really? He pitched that the character of Jerry should have actually been killed by Rupert. Mm. So, and obviously they didn't go with that, and now he considers the film to not really have a finish, quote unquote. Interesting, yeah, which is probably wonder, was interesting.
1: I wonder if they'll try to amend that quote unquote mm, quote unquote Joker. I wonder if we're gonna see Robert De Niro be killed.
2: That yeah. would be interesting, especially if, if it was, say, example, Robert De Niro was the one who wanted that ending, yeah. And assuming, then this, uh, Jerry Lewis so. has passed away, he has
0: passed away, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what a shame that he won't get to see Rest in peace. probably the ending he wanted. Yeah. Right. For... I'm really curious for Joker, man. It's no insane. worries. Well, let's move into highlight scenes before uh, wrapping up the show this week. Absolutely. Uh, highlight scenes, do you want to...?
1: Uh, I think... Oh, I just... I love a lot of this movie. Mm. Um, of it, Like I mentioned before, the intro scene was really good. Um, I liked towards the end there where, you know, uh, Jerry Lewis is held hostage. But I think the highlight scenes for me, and I say scenes, have got to be when mm. he's in his mum's basement. Yep. And like Hiya. he's 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 in his element, he's talking to himself and he's got the cardboard cutouts. There's one moment where he's trying to record the tape and his mum's like, can you keep it down? <laughs> <laughs> and she, he's just like, mum, I'm, tr- I'm busy. <laughs> just uh, like those yeah. little moments of like, you know, him just... You can just say he's he put lo- back in his place almost. Yeah, he loves what he's doing, and his mum's just, you know, giving him a bit of a hard time. And the mum is played by Scorsese's mum.
0: Ah! Ah! I could, okay, yeah. well, into that.
2: That'd yeah. be pretty yeah. funny. There, yeah. be so apparently Mom, she, and can she,
0: you record this for <laughs> <laughs> And
2: apparently she was on set, literally just yelling off screen. Mom. So there you go. <laughs>
0: I also um, I'd do that with my mum I'd get I'd get her on one of my films got to do it me? man I also, My mum's in my films half time
1: I also quite like that scene where Jerry Lewis goes for a walk down the street and was, like that he, is my highlight. like just the the the, the fish, nice. fish like the yeah, observational yeah, yeah. sort
0: of walk down the street yeah. shot I was literally going to say that But
1: no but one particular moment in that scene where he walks down and this lovely old lady comes after him and is like can you speak to my um, grandson or something like that yep, she, yep. like he's dying you know like can you uh, say something he's just like, no, sorry, I'm busy, and then she just immediately yeah. starts because I hope you get cancer, and then just walks away. <laughs> yeah. You're like, What?
0: <laughs> yeah, I really, they're That's my favorite nuts, sequences in the film is when we go through Jerry's day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we get to see. The other side of the coin, so Rupert's just sees the stars and the, yeah, light. Star yeah. the light of it, yeah. And then Jerry's there, who basically has to like always be like moving, mm. otherwise he'll get bogged down mm. by people. Exactly, people are so two-faced, like that lady. Mm. And basically, his entire life, he either is alone with everyone around him, or he's just on the screen, or he's yeah. by himself, alone, home alone. Yeah, so. pretty much. He's a very isolated character, even when he's surrounded by people. Yeah. Mm. And I really like that character.
2: There's a deleted scene that adds to what you both are talking about. There's one where he's, yeah, walking down the street and there's this uh, kind of older couple who they see, he's like, he stops... Oh you yeah, because of traffic. And then she starts talking and being like, Oh, I undress in front of your show like every night. Mate. And then and then the husband says like yeah, no, I can't even you know, I, I need you. I can't get it to work without your show on first.
1: Yeah. Or he says
2: something like that, like I like I can't have sex with her before your show airs sort of thing.
1: Mate. Um and
2: he's just like Jerry's just super uncomfortable about it. He's just <laughs> like, Oh yeah, oh yeah. That'd be a cool
0: scene. I wanna see I wanna want see, see that scene. scene. Yeah, it'd be a funny scene. Though. Director's yeah. cut,
1: come on. Director's cut. Happening. Yeah, well that that's you on the come DVD. Come on, Release the Scorsese cut. The Scorsese the, cut. Uh, the
2: Scorsese cuts. Oh no. no. Um and so I guess I'm trying to figure highlights these myself. I do love the the initial exchange in the car. Yeah. So I guess like I guess the second scene, if you will. Um and I think that whole scene's like very excellent and how much leeway they're giving each other and how nice they are before everything Yeah, yeah starts. I mean, you know, the slow burn begins, I suppose. Now another scene, this is one of the dream sequences. I wrote this down and it's interesting because it's the scene when he's getting married on live tv that's
1: right yeah and and then
2: the 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 celebrant or the minister is is basically like
1: his math teacher or something yeah, like oh, that yeah oh yeah it's, yeah it's like
2: this yeah the principal yeah yeah and um he's he's basically apologizing on behalf of like all of his like high school mates <laughs> and stuff and he's like and like, oh, we were wrong, and you were right, sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, such an excellent, like, mm. I mean, it's it's a little in your face, but it's such an excellent way of being like, this is what the film's about. Yeah, this is what this yeah, character's deal what character is dealing with. But what yeah. I love
1: about that particular scene is like supposed to be an emotional moment. Where it's like we we're all wrong, and then he goes, and now we're gonna cut to a commercial break, and he just turns <laughs> to the TV. <laughs> but it's that televised
2: idea. He yeah. wants people yeah. to see him on TV. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then literally at
0: the end, when he runs into the bar. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just a, really a film about winners and losers, exactly, and the disillusionment of what what really is winning in it, this yeah, film. Yeah,
1: it's almost like, I mean, granted, he wants a career in comedy and he mm. wants to be a comedian, but like, it's almost like the idea of just being seen is a lot more, you know, is what he wants more than being a comedian. He just wants to be seen Same. and to be heard. Yeah, um, yeah, by anyone who wants to l- it, l- listen. Really okay.
0: fascinating. Um, and I don't know if any of us are going to be able to watch it, but before Joker comes out, we all got to watch the fanatic. (laughs) 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 The
1: best comparison. (laughs) Have a comparative. Like where,
0: where does that film go wrong? Do
1: a, do a triple feature one day with Joker, King of Comedy and the fanatic. What, uh, what is that an like, trilogy? Uh, it basically
0: <laughs> is Kill, Marry, Love, right? Like, that's... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. No dramas? Well, what what,
2: what what would you be your marry, fuck, kill?
0: For yeah. oh, those three? For those three. I would probably... probably. Uh, well, we'll find out after... I can give you an answer, hopefully, by next week. I know which one I'm oh, killing. Oh, that's a good point. But Joker's not out yet. I feel yeah. like <laughs> i I'd like probably going to fuck joker marry yeah. king of comedy and kill if uh, it's what i think it's going to be okay. i think
1: i'd i'd go with that as well cuz i like, i think yeah king of comedy has a real soft spot um that i just really like and yeah you know, i love
0: Also so cuz yeah, if Joker's going to be as uncomfortable as everyone has been saying, I don't really want to wake up next every morning to it. <laughs> you don't want to wake up next to Joaquin
2: Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> my mum dropped a I don't, I don't some sort of like magazine thing on my desk today that had Joaquin Phoenix like like a post image of Was that of him. in
1: the Sunday Times?
2: Maybe
0: it must have been. I think I
1: saw that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. and um, I was like, man, he's beautiful. He is. He's a gorgeous man.
0: Yeah, he's better looking good than Robert De Niro is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure I'd probably want to wake up next to that over Pupkin, but that's all right. <laughs> Not Jerry Lewis. I'd wake up next to Jerry Lewis. That'd be all right. I love him this we, Terry Terry. So anyway, in this film. What a weird, Jerry Lewis is so this film. Anyway, King of Comedy is currently out on Blu-ray.
1: It was uh, on Netflix for a long was. time. That's where I watched it. That's, yeah, that's where I watched it too, and then it got removed. So. Can
0: I say how
2: I watched this film? How do you watch it? I uh, uh, So I went to JB on Monday. And I saw two copies of this film with mm-hmm. two different cover arts. That's why I remembered it so vividly. And I was like, oh, wait till I have a little bit more money later in the week. I'll buy yeah. it and watch it for the show. I come back on Saturday. I, I swear I must have woken up in a reality where this <laughs> film just doesn't exist anymore. Because I went to multiple JBs and they're like, what are you talking? What? They were like so confused. This film just does not exist. And I was like, I had to think. I was like, well, how am I going to get a hold of this film? I was like, well, if the issue is that they, quote, don't make it anymore, mm. Where do I go to get films where they're not going to go anywhere? So I went to good old fan base video and home entertainment yeah. off South Street. My boy Matt and Jesse, yeah. you've, you've worked with him before, sort of. Yeah. Um. So he runs that video store, and I had to rent this. It was the first time I've rented a movie in like ten years. Really? Yeah. So uh, three dollars for the week. I'm very happy <laughs> with my purchase Oh my you rental coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: ex rental, yeah, man.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah.
0: That's true. Uh, no worries. Well, yeah, King Comedy's out in rental stores.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the seven that pro- exist in yeah, the world.
0: probably a Sanity or a JB Hi-Fi near you. I tried Sanity as well. Who Dad?
1: goes to Sanity now? I
0: go to Sanity when you've got no it's, other choice.
1: So overly <laughs> priced, like JB Hi-Fi. They are the way very expensive. Know,
0: this podcast sponsored by JB Uh, (laughs) Hi-Fi? No, it's not. I want my copy. (laughs) (laughs) No dramas, Jake. But what's new in cinemas this week?
2: There's a couple of movies, and I'll get you to help me out with some, Jesse. Um, So some of the ones I got here, I mentioned last week Birds of Passage. We saw a trailer for it leading into Nightingale, and it looked really good. And that comes out this week.
1: Yeah, I'm keen to see that. Um, That premiere, that actually did release late last year as part of, I think it was the, I don't know... Power Cinemas of Paradiso did a um, Latino film festival oh, last, okay. late last year, yeah, and that <laughs> they had like two it's or dancing. three special like screenings of it, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so like, and I think it was in contention for some awards back in twenty seventeen. So it's been like ah. it's had a very like delayed right. release here, gotcha, gotcha. And so now that it's out, I'm like, hang on a minute. Hasn't this movie already been out, kind of thing? But gotcha, yeah. I yeah. think now it's getting a, a proper full Definitely like a lunar
2: stuff. and stuff, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we also got Paw Patrol. Oh, Kane. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. What's this What's this hard? I got Ready Race, but it says Ready Race
0: Rescue. That is a Paw lot Patrol of R's. huge. Sorry? Huge. huge Paw Patrol. It's,
1: it's Paw like Patrol. school holidays are coming up, so Ugh. I imagine all the kids. Rip and dip. Yeah. Do yeah. you work at a cinema? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. rip.
1: <laughs> You're
2: gonna see a lot of that. Are yep. there any other films uh you wanna give a shout out that come out in the next week, Jesse? Uh
1: the only other one I did say which all right, this doesn't come out in Australia, but I think gotcha. It, I think it comes out in a lot of other places is Lucy in the Sky. That's right. It's a new Noah Hawley film, uh with it's got John Hamm, it's got uh, Natalie Portman. Um I'm really keen to see this. However, I'm a little bit disheartened because uh, the critic reviews have came out for this and apparently it is Uh, getting panned. Panned? Yeah, like heavily. Um, Apparently there's something about like there's something about like a poop Oh no no a like a, no like an adult diaper or something like that that people uh, keep talking about.
2: You sure we're not talking about the fanatics Natalie- still?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Portman in an adult diaper. have yeah, pay twenty like, bucks for that. Like <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the movie, so I have no idea what it's about. But
1: people talking about some adult diaper controversy or something like that. I'm like, man, what is this? Is.
2: I totally think that that would be the film we'd watch next week. But unfortunately, it doesn't come in Australia, so... We'll
1: probably get it, like, start of next year or something.
2: Yeah, surely that. that's our yeah. show of the week
1: Feb- <laughs> for that week. February 2020 <laughs> will probably be the release date for that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, in that case, there is one other movie that comes out next week. What is it? I don't know. Do you want to tell me, Zeke?
1: The King of Comedy two, ah, That's a sequel. the sequel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, next week on the show, we will be doing this movie. Jesse, what is this movie called?
1: It is called... We're <laughs> just passing along to each other. It is called
0: Society.
1: <laughs> I mean, Joker.
2: Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to?
0: My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face she told me i had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world is it just me Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile. Forever alone in the crowd, failed comedian Arthur Fleck seeks connection as he walks through the streets of Gotham City. Arthur wears two masks, the one he paints
2: on for his day job as a clown and the guys he projects in a futile attempt to feel like he's part of the world around him. Put on a
0: smile. Was it put on a happy face? That's put, on it. A happy face. Yep. Mm. put on a happy face. Put on a happy face, they want to
1: try and make it different from let's put a smile on this face from the uh, from, one. Yep, yep, yep. So they said put on a happy face with this one
0: as well. So um, this is probably down. the film that I've probably been most anticipated for this year. Yeah. For me,
1: it's this and The Lighthouse. Oh, The, the Lighthouse uh, looks the good. The Robert Eggers one. But, like, yeah, I've been, ever since Joaquin was cast as this, I was like, oh, my gosh, this movie's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. I, was there I,
2: much pushback on the casting of him?
1: Yeah, no, there. Wa- I think there was. But There's
0: always going to be pushback. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's I think, true. I think just a lot of people didn't know what the movie... Because when I first heard about this movie, mm. I was like, this movie surely isn't going to get it, made. It, like, right. It also
0: came off the back of Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and fair enough.
1: Like, I was actually very doubtful about this movie even existing because I heard all this stuff, like, Joaquin Phoenix is in talks to be in this movie, and... The DCU having a string of bad films. I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way this movie's getting made. And then all of a sudden they start shooting. I'm like, wait, what? This this is actually a thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And they were very public about it. those first few days of shooting. Yeah, they were. But uh, yeah. and Scorsese was set to produce it at, at a point on this. At a this. point,
1: but then he yeah. dropped out. Think to do the Irishman. Ah, um, mm-hmm.
2: oh, that makes sense.
1: Um, but also I think soon. he's got, like, a producer that he works with that is working on this film. There you go. Like there we'll, is a connection still. It will be
0: interesting to see if Todd Phillips can do a Todd Phillips and do something amazing here, I don't know, because like, yeah. he's never done something like this before. Right? This you, is...
2: If you've seen Hangover Part 3, you can totally see him wanting to do a film <laughs> like this. <laughs> okay. I'm, I am mean, I'm,
1: I'm very keen for this, and I think having a comedy director at the helm is quite interesting, mm. an interesting approach. Um, I am a little... There is one... In my mind, I'm a little bit kind of disappointed in one sense that um, I remember seeing this article about six months ago where Lynn Ramsey, who directed uh, You Were Never Really Here with Joaquin mm. yep. Phoenix and We Need to Talk About Kevin, mm. she was interviewed about six months ago and someone asked her about, oh, Joaquin's moved on to do The Joker. How yep. do you feel about that movie? She was like... Yeah, no, I would have actually have loved to direct this movie if I was offered it. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, that would have been amazing. Like, right, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I hope Todd Phillips does a good job with it, but I would have like absolutely loved if Lin Randi had made this film.
0: Well, we'll find out uh, how that goes next week. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all going to be seeing it this week. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing so it Thursday. Excited.
1: I am pumped. Very no worries. worries. Very well, nice. thank you for
0: joining us for the Cinema size Show podcast. I was Zeke. I was Jake. And I was Jesse. And we'll catch you next week with Joker.